Val Verde. My name is Amelia Harry. My name is football fire this is the fire all podcast episode 13 of the 2015 off season this is show 177 and we got a hot one for you hot 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 to trot we're always big on strength of schedule and how important it is to fantasy owners when you've got great players that are going up against buzzsaw defenses all season it hurts their fantasy output we talk about that for the whole show and then intermittently we're going to kind of be having some fun and uh going and, and and making some some bets in the in the pre-show on this thing somehow a couple bets came up on when we were discussing this stuff and uh, we're like you know what let's on this show play some bets and see who's right at the end of the season so we're gonna do that amen i got houdini to the left of me stag party what up across the way dogmatica is to my right good to see you buddy i'm d-rex we are pyromaniac.com and uh Man, I'm just excited knowing that the basically the kickoff of the uh, Hall of Fame game, I think, is you know it's essentially within within 70 low 80s, top 70s days. Football is around the corner. It is almost summertime, and that means things get going. These guys are wearing their helmets, doing practices, and it's friggin' exciting. Is that kickoff coming from the 22-2, or that's just PATs? I think mean, that's just probably yeah. for touchdowns. <laughs> They'll decide that. They'll decide that two minutes before the game. <laughs> Whatever works. Yeah. They just moved out back a couple years ago, so it'll probably stick around for at least a few more. But we'll definitely have to talk a little bit more about that uh, and PATs and how it's going to affect overall game strategy because there's some big things that come into it, both real football and fantasy football uh, you know, implications. Uh, there's things along the lines of guys getting uh, more two-point attempts, like one a game. Uh, for some of these big runners and how that can you know potentially push them up a couple spots. So it's something we'll uh, dig in deeper to and kind of examine in the coming weeks here. I'm reading into, sorry to interrupt you, Doug. I'm reading that it's it's not going to affect the game as much as you think. People are they can nail that they can nail that kick just as easily and like maybe I'm wrong, but I'm ninety four percent to ninety nine point seven. There, there, there's definitely a difference. I I think that the biggest thing we're going to have to start to look at is. Like red zone numbers or inside the five numbers or what do you want whatever you want to look at there you know obviously the two point conversion is going to be from the two yard line um, 
the teams that are really good inside the five-yard line or whatever may start trying some some of those two-pointers. you got to look at the fantasy players and the implications in that. And you got to think Tim Tebow might keep a job just because of this change in the rules. So might that, be the only reason why they grabbed Joey him. decided to grab yeah. him. Yeah, and thank you for being the one that mentioned his name. And I'm the you. only one that ever does, so <laughs> just, I'm not even going to say it, but I appreciate it. Good luck, my man. Love my Tebow. Tibs. Um, well, good stuff, man. I think let's just get into it. We're going to talk a lot about the sport and tangent like we like to do. Uh, so that's just the nature of an organic. We're calling. We're doing this as a free form, guys. It's organic conversations and uh, good stuff. Dogmatica every year creates a. Um, actually, it was it was initially created uh, by uh, Spike T. Jones and Dogmatica. Mike Spike Jones. Mike Spike Jones. Spike T. Jones. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's a great piece that um, that Dogmatica does every year, and it basically really really boils down matchups and how hard. Every player at any position on any team's strength of schedule is in their opponents they go against throughout the whole year. It's in our new podcast, I mean, in our new draft kit, so I'll give a quick uh, pyro promo here. We just released version two of our draft kit for the 2015 season. The thing is even more ridiculous than version one, but if you had bought version one, you get version two, and if you buy version two, you get all the rest of them, and we'll be putting it out once every month, and then also one early uh, September for people that draft uh, close to the kickoff uh, happening, which a lot of people in busy schedules, the way people are, it happens. I've done it on the Wednesday before the Thursday night kickoff, and it's nice to have something up to date. So check out that draft kit, 20 bucks, ridiculous, it, it, it culminates all the way that all of the pyro minds work into one document and just just a repertoire of unbelievable, an arsenal of fantasy, just goo. All right, well, I, I do. I mean, do you want me to just get into something real quick? Yeah, I think you know. First off, give a little background on your strength of schedule and how you do it, and then yeah, dive dive. You know, just a quick kind of overview about how it works. I know there's a piece out there that maybe you could direct them to, but just a little background on how your mind works on. Putting together this formula. Yeah, I'll be, I'll, uh, I'll find the exact uh, you know, URL for for that uh, a little bit later here for you. But when it comes to the strength of schedule, all right, this is no easy demon to exercise. I mean, this is something that you really, I, I, I it takes me if you were to compile all the hours that I put into an SOS, you would t- you would take over a week off of your life. It's literally that long of a process. There, is, there are so many numbers to go through. It's unbelievable. I take, I don't just take um, things like overall defense against the run. I go specific. I go how they are yardage wise against the run. I how they give up TDs against the run. I go overall fantasy points because that includes fumbles and whatnot against the run. Uh, you know, and that's just for that specific position. Of course, obviously, wide receivers. You know, gets more in depth. Quarterbacks and tight ends, same thing. Um, it's it's all very different. Sometimes when you look at, um, we'll, we'll we'll give an example, easy one. ESPN they'll go uh, defense against the pass. That'll include against tight ends. That'll include against wide receivers. That'll include against running backs as well. I break it down between each position, where it's the passing again for tight ends against tight ends specifically against wide receivers specifically running backs specifically as well. All of these numbers get compiled uh, together, and I go into not just whole numbers. I go into fractions of numbers. I mean, I, what, you guys, I think I sent you the whole giant monster Excel sheet that I, I put I've together. 
And there's percentages of numbers in there that add up. Um, and it comes out where it's unbelievable in the end that certain teams in the end actually are tied <laughs> for a certain like number of schedule. Uh, but it, it's, it's really an arduous process and it's, it's actually, it's fun. It's somewhat tedious at times. I'll, I'll fully admit it, but it, I mean, you learn a lot just doing it and going through it and, um, it is about as accurate as you're going to get. I use it religiously. It's probably the thing you guys hear me on the show throughout uh, season, off season, and everything. And it works. You know, you just get kind of is that great pushing point if you're standing on the fence and it's a real A to A kind of situation, very close. You look at the strength of schedule, and if there's a huge discrepancy, and one guy's at the very top and has the easiest, and the other guy's at the bottom, anytime I'm going to go, I'm going to lean towards the top. So I think it's just that that piece is it's 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 a ridiculous. I'll it's get a, you can give a specific instance from last year. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. I would say that most people had him at least in their teens, probably even lower than that. Yeah. He had the according to what I computed out, yeah. he had the easiest schedule last year. What did he end up quarterback ranking? Seventh or eighth? Seventh or eighth? I think it was. Um, we all took it into account, and I don't know we all had him high on our list, but. Yeah, you just got to listen. You got to look at this stuff. It, you got to go in depth, and that's what we do here. Let's start with the guy who I think this year is exciting for for this very reason at quarterback. You know, segue from Tannehill, and the easiest schedule at the quarterback position, as far as your uh, strength of schedule here for the full year, is Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, Winston, Stamp Party's fella. That guy's got the easiest schedule. Doesn't that really make you really excited about having that kind of team? I'm not saying you go overboard, but if you've got them, it's like rookie, longest leash ever, as, as Stag Party said on the video early. I'm excited. I do have him. I drafted him in my uh, in my rookie league already. Nice so work. <laughs> he, and what I also really like about what they have, we already, we, we in our video podcast, or video cast, video cast, you know, we, yeah. we talk uh, about what, uh, you know, Mike Evans brings to the table, and and for Jamison, who wants to run the four verticals and have the the Tecmo play where it's just everyone going deep, uh, hail Mary, um, it's great. I also love the fact that they drafted two off offensive linemen with their next picks in 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 order to protect him. They're doing the smart thing, and they don't have a great running attack there. Charles Sims may emerge, uh, but no one is defined. So Winston's gonna have to throw. They got great, huge weapons in Vincent Jackson and Mike Evans, and then Austin Safarian Jenkins at tight end. There, there's there's potential there for Winston, who I currently have, I think around like 25 or 26 on my tiers. He's easily as I start looking at the names and I'm, and I'm looking at Blake Bortles. Yeah, I think he could have a better year than Blake Bortles based on on the weapons that he has there. And so now all of a sudden, I think he moves into the top 20 for me. Now it's just a matter of how high he he moves from there. Probably not going to go much higher than 15 because I. I'm hard pressed to find a rookie to do that. Well, you got, I mean, Charles Sims is a great pass catching running back. Austin Safarian Jenkins is a, a, a gem in the way, you know, in the offing here uh, at tight end. They got an awesome draft pick. Uh, it's kind of deep in the draft. I think it was fourth or maybe fifth round. A guy named Kenny Bell, who's got the wheels uh, of the gods. He's got a 41 and a half inch vertical, four four two wheels. I, I mean, the, the, the kid's route running skills are awesome. He's a lot better than Lewis Murphy could ever dream to be. The guy's going to win the slot job. He's going to win that third receiver position. You add that to the mix as well. This team, I mean, with the number, the number one easiest schedule in the league, sure, Winston definitely has a chance. 
of moving up. Granted, he's a rookie. Rookies don't usually vault up that high. It's very rare. You know, you got your Lux and your Mannings here and there, but it's it's a rare thing, especially if you're not a running quarterback, which Winston is not a running quarterback. So you have to kind of temper expectations a little bit, but hey, easiest schedule in the league. That's uh, that's a little tempting. And his wide receivers also have the easiest schedule in the league. True. So they're going to face some real soft corners, and they're going to be able to manhandle these guys. These guys are big, and then they've got uh, Kenny Bell, the fast guy in the middle. Uh, you know, just the combination of everything they've kind of put together on offense is great. But last year they finished 30th. And one of the main reasons they finished 30th is they couldn't protect uh, whoever was behind center. So hopefully there's a big improvement on this offensive line. And if so, things could really come together quickly for this team. You know, uh, rookie quarterbacks who are allowed to start the season and play the whole season usually end up in the 18 to you know 23 range. So that's probably where we'll end up having him ranked. But he's going to be a guy with big, big upside and week-to-week upside as well. Uh, so in your daily fantasy leagues, he's the guy who you might be able to pick up on a cheap and a great matchup and just light it up. Absolutely. I love the way Stag Party, you uh, you say rookie like the fridge. Like, he's a Ricky. Yeah. Ricky. You, you got looking Ricky? at the fridge. Ricky. I'm a rookie. I made the lunch, but a new done cooking. You say rookie, you, rookie is Ricky. I like it. I say you, know, you don't even notice it. It's, it's true. I was like, what? what is when, it? Oh, I don't rookie. even remember saying rookie in that sentence. Well, I remember the, saying the, the rookie, the rookie. Ricky. Call the police. I'm being arrested by the police. <laughs> yeah, you used it when you were talking about Kenny Bell in the, huh? uh, in the slot there. No, so, like, don't change. Don't change. As long as we're talking about. Um, Easiest schedules, because uh, Tampa Bay does have the easiest uh, quarterback schedule, easiest wide receiver schedule. Strangely, they also have the third easiest running back schedule. But it shoots down to, I think, uh, what was it, 23rd? Uh, tied for 23rd for the tight ends. Now, the reason why I mention that is because there's only one team in the entire league that has the easiest schedule in single digits throughout all four positions. And that's the New Orleans Saints. Interesting, interesting. There's only one team in the entire league that has uh, 20 or higher, or 20 or worse, I should say, I guess, if you're talking about strength of schedule. That's the Chicago Bears. Ouch. Yeah, ouch, ouch. Uh, So, very interesting, because they're both switching away from very extreme type of uh, offensive patterns. Mm -hmm. You know, New Orleans was always, you know, high... Passing percentage and everything. We just had Tressman. We're going to be moving more to the run, and so is New Orleans. How is that going to affect both of them uh, with these type of schedules? I don't know. What do you guys think on that? One of the things I want to know is we say that New Orleans across the board has a great strength of schedule. I'm a big fan of Josh Hill. I would like to know if anybody else would disagree that Josh Hill is going to be a top 12 tight end of the season. I will not disagree with it. I, I, th- I think he's right there. I'm not taking that bet. You know what? I'll take the action. All right, shake, shake on it. There you go. What's the bet? Uh, we'll, we'll go. What? Twenty bucks? All right, twenty dollars. And we're off. And <laughs> well, wow. I, want to, I want to flip it to the other side because I'll say that uh, Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram will be at least a top twelve. Running back at the end of the season. Mm. If you won't take it, I'll say top ten then. Ooh. I'll, ooh. 
I'll take, mm, wow. I'll cut the difference. I'll take you an 11. Top 11. Sure. All right, what's what's that bet at? I don't know, we're doing, is, it, is it 20 bucks a bet? I mean, 20, 20 starts. It's 20, 20, 20, 20 to talk. 20 to talk. 20 to talk. You can 20 to talk. <laughs> 20 to talk, baby. I got one. 20 to talk. I love it. I'm going to connect them all <laughs> on this on this situation. That sounds like me right. over on You want to bet on so Brandon Cooks? Let's, 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 let's hear your Brandon Cooks bet. All right. Who's got actually okay. Brandon Cooks? Go ahead. All right, go ahead. All right. Well, let's do it free flow as we go. But I like that we're getting around Robin here. You know, my guy Cooks last year. Uh, didn't didn't pull through. So basically, what we'll do here is it'll be some sort of double or nothing, I guess. With hopefully, if you didn't just take it, <laughs> I never uh, collected the fifty from you. <laughs> oh, thought, you uh, thought you said you were paying up this week. I did. I did. <laughs> I'll, I'll write a check. I'll write a check. I got a check. I don't want the check. check. I want the double. I don't see what you Actually, I like cooks this year. What do you got? Um, cooks uh, is going to be uh, have more points, fantasy points this year. Than all the second-year wide receivers from uh, from last year's draft class. I'll double you. Oh, you'll double me up. Yeah. Okay. So oh. is that fit? It was that's ODB. That's Mike Evans. Right. That's. I mean, I think who do you back me up? I think it was fit. Okay. So we'll take it to a hundred. That's up to hundred or nothing. I'm down. Hundred. Yeah. Right. Let it ride. Bastard. I do love him this year, though. I'm a big fan. That's a bold bet. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it together. All four of us make a, a bet on this, and this is going to go to the last position on New Orleans, QB. Mm. And I'm going to tie it all together with the Bears and Tressman. I will bet that Joe Flacco has more fancy points at the end of the year than Drew Brees. Holy crap, I'll take you. But you just said Drew Brees has got an easy schedule. He does have an easy, easy schedule, schedule, and Flacco is a tough one. Yeah, Moxie. Go ahead, bring it on. Moxie. Bring it he's, on. He's got you, what? I'll take Okay, I'll so take what's, it. So what are you guys betting? It was 20 to talk. 20 bucks? I'm 20. 20, 20, 20 talks for me, too. So 20? 20 bucks, and that is Drew Brees is going to have less points than Joe Flacco. Correct. In the and Maybe this is all standard. It's not PPR. We're not doing It's standard scoring right. format. Are there injury... Yes, factors. I think for sure. I think if you maybe there's a game quota, like if you hit ten games, the bet is fair. But if a guy gets injured in week three, or if you guys don't want to do that, then, then it, it, I mean, it, for some bets it makes sense. Uh, but if we're saying Josh Hill finishes as a top twelve tight end, I think I can't really have a quota of right, games. You, you, you can't call, yeah, you can't call yeah. injury but, as, a, as a. But if it's there's some bets where it will matter, like uh, if we're talking splitting the hairs between guys and how they split a backfield. Let me put it to you this way. I'll put it this way. My friends who bet and, and hold people to their bets say, I don't care. You're making the bet. You want the bet or not. Injury or not, he, who's going to have more points at the end of the season? Exactly. That's, I mean, so that's, bet, that's, so that's one of the reasons why remember, I'm betting on against... Right. Remember, 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 okay. remember uh, I'll tell you that right Tony now. Brit, so injuries are right. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. That's the reason why I wouldn't... I, I, if Ingram lasts the year, which I don't think he will, then I think he, it's really possible you're going to win that bet. But yeah. I don't think he lasts the year. I wouldn't have made that bet your, if we uh, right. know, yeah. shake on the bet. If you, you yeah, know, we all should. Yeah. Okay. Should we stop Let's shaking see. on bets and start high fiving so the fans can hear or something? Sure, sure. <laughs> high five. Let the fans in on interactive. Well, let's move on to strength of schedule. Let's go to strength of schedule. I think you know another thing that I bet we talk about strength of schedule next. Who's on? <laughs> I'm against it. I'm going to bring it to another subject. I win. Let's go. All right. Let's talk about some of the worst action that's out there. And uh, some of them are pretty significant. We know that uh, Big Ben, um, 
He's coming off a great year. They've got a lot of new weapons for him. Uh, you know, it's just, it's it's an elite, elite fantasy offense. Probably, I think you agree, Houdini and maybe Dogmatic as well. They might end up with the most fantasy points of any team. Maybe save uh, Colts or something like that. Uh, but, Big Ben at the quarterback, his strength of schedule this year is the hardest. He's 32 strength of schedule. So, Antonio Brown, how does you know how does that affect him? What's what's to all the all the guys? Brian, what's what are, what are your expectations there? Is this going to really affect him, or is he he's just going to still be just fine? Well, Antonio Brown was pretty much matchup proof. I mean, didn't have a game with less than you know seventy receptions and five catches. Uh, so, if there's anybody who was matchup proof last season, it was Antonio Brown, and I think he could definitely replicate that uh, this season. Yeah, I think there's a few teams that improved, like the Ravens secondary improved a little bit, uh, just through injuries and through getting back healthy and, you know, adding a player after the uh, the Patriots cut them. Uh, so I think they will have a tough schedule, but I still believe in Antonio Brown uh, strongly, strongly as a top there, five player. At the there's position. definitely some matchup proof type of guys out there and offenses. You know, in general, I think that just because Pittsburgh has the toughest QB schedule and the toughest wide receiver schedule, of course, um, they also have a relatively tough running schedule at 23rd out of 32. But that, that I think that they're the type of team and the type of offense, and, and Roethlisberger is the type of guy where I don't think it matters all that much. Do I think he's going to have the same type of year he had last year? I don't. I don't think that Antonio Brown will have the same type of year he had last year either. But I think it's more possible for Roethlisberger to match it than it is for Brown, because Brown has more to compete with now. Yeah, he's got a supporting cast. Exactly. He's got obviously Le'Veon Bell, who's come into his own as one of the biggest studs in the league. Martavis Bryant, who was one of only I think eleven or twelve wide receivers in the entire league that averaged double-digit fantasy points per game in a standard scoring system. Um, and he's coming to his own. They drafted a stud wide receiver who may not have a, make a huge difference this year, but he may make a, a partial difference at least. He's at least a threat. Um, they're just gonna. He's, I got a Sammy he's gonna Coates take, bet, but he's I will tell taking the top off. They're sending him deep, and he might have some huge plays. We'll get to Sammy Coates bet in, in one second. Uh, another thing I want to say about this. the Steelers and that whole division usually have one of the tougher schedules simply because. Of that division's defenses, um, which are continue to be pretty darn good. They're not elite. Um, a couple of them aren't elite like they used to be, but they're still right up there um, in, in in defense in most respects. So you have to keep that in consideration. That it's some of its inner division and those some of those inner division games. Roethlisberger, since you've played them so many times, sometimes you know their weaknesses. They also know yours a little bit. Uh, some of those games get a little higher scoring, some a little lower. So sometimes it could be a little deceiving being the toughest schedule in the entire league, being in the AFC uh, North, 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 uh, Central, South, Central. They played. They they, right because they they have there's a familiarity between. I can't even tell whether you guys are kidding anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And and that familiarity, where their defenses are much tougher for any. If your division matches up against that division, you know that those games are going to be just. 
Tough, slop rough knockers. shot, slop knocker. Period. Game. Exactly right. <laughs> slop knockers. Snap bubblers, <laughs> you know, whatever you want to call yeah. it. So, um, slop knockers. You, you, but I look at Roethlisberger, and I look at this team, and I look at how this is just with a deteriorating defense, how they rely on him. And this is one of the things where you realize he's really a, a much better quarterback than I've ever given him credit for. He's actually a pretty great quarterback. And in fantasy... He's just continually overlooked, and I've overlooked him for years and years and years. And it's like now with I, when I see what I have with Antonio Brown, I loved. I mean, you guys know last year I was just guffawing over over Martavis Bryant and the numbers that he put up in the combine. With that holy crap, this guy's going so deep in in in, uh, in the draft and in rookie drafts that it's it's ridiculous with the skill set that he has. And you know you you have Le'Veon Bell, who not only is just an amazing running back, he's an amazing pass catching running back. So. The power in numbers, I look at this team, and that's why I'm I'm still, I don't care, I care, but I think that, that they can overcome these, and I still believe in both Le'Veon Bell, uh, I believe in Ben Roethlisberger, I believe in Martavis Bryant, I believe in Antonio Brown, but again, I'm not believing at all that it's going to be the season that it was last year, it's going to be a, a, a regression of, of proportions, but so he'll still be a top select top and receiver. Some other like intricacies that you have to consider when it comes to, I hate to keep talking about the Steelers, but... Bell is also a very good pass protector. Yeah. Not he's, just that. He's an every friggin' down back. He is. They're, yeah, if, they're mean, not punt, if they're in an offensive formation and not punting or kicking the ball, he's in the game. Yeah. If, if he's in the punt formation, he's getting the ball. <laughs> yeah. it's like they're not punting. How many games it's, it's going to him. Maybe he punts and kicks a 50. <laughs> How many games is he suspended? Three. Three. But it's going to be under appeal. I think it's going to go down to two. Okay, but even if it's two, and if it were, if it were to stay at three, and this is where you have to also really like Ben Roethlisberger, and also the value that you're going to get from Le'Veon Bell when he comes back. He'll be fresh. Yeah. You know, if that's if that's three weeks where he's not taking a beating, and then all these other guys are in that first wave of the first, so uh, you know, first uh, hurdle of the season, and Fresh here he th- is comes in and boom, eats you alive. Another thing you have to consider with the Roethlisberger situation is they now have a receiver or two that can take the top off the ball, where safeties can't punch, where they can't be, you know, bringing people in all all the time, and you know, trying to bust his shops up there. They have to play deep because Martavis Bryant can blow by anybody. Anybody in the entire league, and he's tall, <laughs> and he can catch anything. So you really have Coates to kind of pay same. attention. To yeah, Coates can coach absolutely. He's a beast. That's what I'm saying. It's not just David Coates can't hold the ball well, said that, Yeah, he doesn't have a good catch. So first. it gives Roethlisberger that extra that half second to a second, plus his size. The fact that you could have, throw three people at him, and he still doesn't fall down, and still throws the ball. It's it, it's one of those types of teams, and one of those types of situations where you look at the 32 ranked. You know, strength of schedule doesn't quite hold the same sort of uh, gusto as if it was, you know, Tennessee. Tennessee, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've joined three gangs so far. I've started two, which are good. I just started the kitties and I started the grape slushies. <laughs> I just. I just uh, Pissing my pants well, yeah. a little bit. Well, 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 that t- give us a, tell us about the audio tonight, Houdini. It's, uh, this is Terry from uh, from Reno Nine One One, played by Nick Swartzen. Guys, the greatest. And what was the music you got rolling? The Isley Brothers. Nice. Uh, it was our opener. As our band, uh, the opener was uh, "It's Your Thing," and uh, 
The closer, the closer will be in the bathroom. <laughs> Fight the power will be the closer. Nice. All right. All right. Well, one thing I'm noticing here out of some, uh, you know, overall team base, and we're going to be go free flow. Sometimes talk about individual spots, but one one thing I noticed was the Green Bay Packers. We were talking about how the Bears have a tough schedule overall. The Green Bay Packers, other than the tight end position, uh, so Rodgers or Corliss, they're where they're ranked at the four spot. Uh, which is obviously pretty high for that position, but it's uh, not a really fruitful position uh, when you've got Aaron Rodgers throwing you the ball. But wow, Aaron Rodgers' schedule, and maybe he defeats this as well. It's not atrocious, but he's at a 23rd hardest ske uh, schedule, or easiest, 23rd easiest. Uh, 25th for running backs, so Lacey's got a tough schedule. And We've been saying that for weeks, where he's got a brutal schedule. Um, and then at wide receiver, 29. obviously they've got the talent, but and they've got a lot of bodies there. Come on, man, they're at 29. That's third hardest uh, schedule for wide receiver. I, here's where I say it's like, it, is Rodgers a guy that can beat it? Yes and no, because he's still going to have a productive, great season because of all the weapons that he has, because of the, the type of team that they are. But what it means is, is that they're going to be in tougher games, right? That also limits the amount of cupcakes that he gets to face. So he doesn't get to face that cupcake where he gets to blow him up for 450 yards and four touchdowns or five touchdowns. He's not going to get that, you know, the skewing games that Roethlisberger had last year with the six touchdowns. You know, he's really had those over his career. What I what I've noticed, he never has like the ginormous game. And they he's always got very great games often, but never just the explosion at City. He's done it. But for how great his in, in, in inflated his stats are for, for other people at the position, they're not ever. He doesn't have those epic Flacco, Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger has them every year, yeah. right? Every right. single. So year. does Flacco. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's what makes Rodgers so great because he is that consistent force. Yeah, there's the that quarterback whole, position. The flip side. That there's that fl ebbs, ebbs and flows. And here's the other bad part too. Even if he had the easy schedule, you're still going to get about the same Aaron Rodgers anyway because when they get up by 35, 40 points, they take him out of the game. Yeah. So, True. So, True. And, then, he and, should then, at this point. and then he does the injured lately. And he never plays the last game of the season. <laughs> all things to consider, all things to consider. But I think, you know, that's all I'll say about Green Bay. Tough, no, no. tough Here's schedule what I'll say. For, for one of those power and number kind of teams that a lot of players are going to be drafted in the first four or five rounds from the Green Bay Packers, a lot of them, I think about six, uh, maybe five, that is, uh, that's tough. That's a, that's a lot to, that's something to consider when you're comparing them to somebody else. Well, let's, let's, uh, how, how high is everybody on Devontae Adams? Because that's a guy who I'm, you know, he's continuing to move up because as I look at the strength of schedule against wide receivers, and that means that you're going to match those two guys up against Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson. He's always going to get the preferential treatment. Yep. So I, I look at him and I, and I say, right now I think I have him as my 47th uh, wide receiver. And I, and I can easily see him easily into the top 40. Yeah, I think I've got him higher than that. But you know, I, and, I, and I might, it's right. So it's like, I don't know whether, if anyone's got a bet on this because I think we're all probably in agreement. There are certain uh, third, third wide receivers that just belong way farther up than way, you know, than other third wide receivers, but even higher than a lot of second wide receivers. Yeah. Devontae Adams is one of those guys. For sure. Uh, you, you good with uh, talking about the pack there, Stags? We, we just finished. You? I think we talked about okay. it at length. Okay. I, I, I dislike the Packers, so I just won't talk about them. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to throw out a couple other Your teams. Is, is special. A couple <laughs> other teams where things are... Uh, you know, either very high or very low for that um, have 
prime fantasy guys on it. Denver. Denver has a very tough passing schedule this year. Uh, obviously, that doesn't bode very well for... It's, I don't think it affects Manning all that much, but they have the second toughest uh, wide receiver schedule. That's going to that's gonna obviously uh, affect things a little bit. However, their running game is 13th. By the way, let's mention this right now. When we say it's first or fourth or 13th or whatever, that's easiest. Yeah. 24th, 25th, that's toughest. The lower we go in the numbers, the worse it is. Good. That, that reverse math, when it's like 25th, I'm like, oh, one, two, three, four, seven, seven. There yeah, it is. Right, yeah. I, I think you already said that Green Bay had the third toughest wide receiver schedule. It's actually for you fourth toughest at 29. So, anyway, um, but the other team. Did that, I say that? Yeah, you said, I think you said third toughest, and it's, it's actually fourth. There you go. I told you, I'm not good at it. I know my limitations. Um, Indianapolis <laughs> is on the other end of the spectrum. You love your Andrew Luck, you love your you know running backs, and you love your uh, wide receivers there. They got it somewhat easy. I don't want to say easy, but ninth, seventh, and ninth for quarterback, running back. Who's in uh, that division? And receivers. who plays defense in that division? And, exactly. <laughs> and who is it, who? What division are they matching up with uh, this year for the? Oh, uh, good question. Uh, let me uh, let me take a look real quick, and I'll yeah, tell you. Because because that's that's the division that's that's um that's why these. You see New Orleans. The other South. You see, you see right. NFC South. And see, right. So, so is it the uh, and they're facing the uh, the those are the two worst divisions of defense. This is a fiesta, people. This is something that you need to pay attention to when you have the defenses that are going to face each other. And think about those. You remember my, what I talked about? It was like those amazing, craptastic fantasy producing games. Well, when you put an Atlanta defense up against a Tennessee defense. I mean, Julio Jones should have a field day. You should start seeing some of the, the, the acquisitions that they have here on, on Tennessee's offense and Mar- Marcus Mariota maybe somebody getting off and having a field day as well because there is going to be open space in, in those matchups. Yep. Yep. I like the way you finally mentioned a couple teams at the end of that oh, explanation. Hey. I would First, you're like, that one and this one that guy, this from guy. this planet and this planet. <laughs> <laughs> I want to mention a guy who gave us a review. On iTunes, uh, name is Ballad Breeze. Uh, says I buy the draft kit and it is worth every penny. Thanks, guys. You really know your stuff. Five star review, glowing, and it says Pyro really knows their stuff. And I'm gonna pat myself on the back. Yeah, for knowing my stuff, and then I'm gonna continue to not talk for the rest of the podcast. No. <laughs> that seems like my flow today. <laughs> I like I like that the guy was uh, was had the breeze the breeze connotation. That was that, that was solid. So who, who does Indy play, by the way? NFC South. There you go. There you go. Atlanta, Tampa Bay, Carolina. Uh, ugly. Good lord. You pull it New out, Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> Super so, ugly. think about the guys that really have advantages there. That's why Mike Evans has an advantage. That's why, you know, T.Y. Hilton's going to have an advantageous season. That's why you're going to have a, a guy who I'm going to, when we get to, if we ever talk about Carolina, a rookie who I really like, Devin Funches, I think is going to emerge and fell into a perfect situation in Carolina and, and will have a nice transition because of this easy schedule. That's why your Brandon Cooks has a chance. To, to make a play because of this schedule. So, well, I mean, Funches, he, he's going to have an advantage one way or another. He went to Michigan. He's going to deflate the balls. It'll be great for him. You know, he'll catch everything. Did you love? I love Dave. So is, Dave it the, is it the Michigan uh, Patriots now, or is it the New or- New England Wolverines? Uh, it's, it's, it's the, the anti-dog. Whatever. 
<laughs> Anti-dog pound. Anything Michigan, he's going to hate. Anything Patriots, Tom Brady's going to hate. Mm-hmm. And the, actually, those merge perfectly. The Tom Brady and Patriots. Right. Like that, that, uh, Perfect storm. Yeah. But Which I like the Nor'easter and only half us out near New England anyway. That's right, man. David T. He's like, I don't know. It, I don't know if I'll find a heartbeat with him. <laughs> show me Funches, show me a heartbeat. Oh, God, that guy's the greatest. I've listened to that show like literally seven times. It's almost addictive. Val Verdes. Can we be playing that a couple more times in a row? Seriously. Like now. Uh, you can't see it, but he wrecked it. Put that on Put it on loop. <laughs> All right. Well, Thank you. <laughs> when you're looking down, I'll just pull it out for you. Good, man. I think that one should Ooh, be Ooh, what? <laughs> yeah. Hey, now. Oh. So we're talking rookie wide receivers. I've got a bet that you guys might find interesting. You might not. I don't think there is a rookie wide receiver who will finish in the top 15 of scoring this season among wide receivers. Huh. I'm, what was it again? I'm, 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 I'm no rookie receiver finishes in the top 15 in standard scoring among receivers. Uh, so last year we had, what, three guys do that? Mm-hmm. That would be ODB, Mike Evans, and Kelvin Benjamin, or was he 16? Right there. Right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anybody want to take the action? Zero, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Let's go 20 bucks on that one. So there's going to be one... There you go. <laughs> There's going to be one. All I need is one top rookie wide receiver. receiver. Any of them to finish in the top 15. Will you say, uh, will you say what, what year is this player? What year is this player? Uh, 2015 rookie. Yeah. <laughs> he did good there. He did good. He's a rookie. Ricky. 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 Ricky Bobby. Looking at the freeze. So you're uh, talking right, about Cooper. Cooper. You're talking Kevin White. Nelson Aguilar. Kevin White. Is going to be good. Do you think it's going to be the and, white? Uh, it doesn't matter which one it is. Yeah. Any of them. Right, you're playing the field. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a good field to play. I, I mean, not... I, I, it's, I, I love Amari Cooper. It's Because I personally Perriman? think... Yeah, Who I knows? personally think Amari Cooper finishes with 80 catches and 1,000 yards. I, I wanted to say this. It's amazing. In That's a matter of for sure. five years, from five years ago, to have even this conversation would be ludicrous. I know. But the NFL has evolved so much in that period of time that where it only used to be, and, and it's still, you can you have a, a lot better chance for running backs to come in and have success. But holy crap, wide receivers are stepping in and having so much more early success than they ever used to have at an astronomical rate increasingly over the last five years. And it's only going to continue with the, with, uh, you know, going forward, I think. High school is basically the new college. College is now semi-pro. And the NFL is the pro level. They're, they're, you, I watched that show, Dion's Playbook. You see these, the way that these programs go, and, and the way you know, prep, prime prep. Uh, it's, and I know it from my my uh, nephews on the, the E Town uh, Wildcats. Sorry, but he's uh, he's on that team right now, and these guys, are, it's like pro. They train like they're pros yeah. in eighth grade. In eighth yeah, grade, yeah. high school is now is now junior high school, and so by the time the really elite players, the elite elite guys that are these top draft picks, the ODB five years ago, you knew he was going to be in the NFL, you know, just these elite guys, they come in and they're ready to go, 
It's not like, oh, I gotta learn this, and it's it's just such a different game, and that makes it so much more fun. How? Let's be honest. At a fantasy level, at a draft level, what's more exciting than the boomer bust of going high on a lot of these rookies, even when you're not in a, a rookie draft? We, me and Dog uh, at Matica have been doing a rookie draft for 20 years. Oh yeah, 20 years, literally. Phenomenal. More than 20 years. Yeah. 88, 89, 90, 90, Jesus. Uh, yeah, 88. You got started. The guy. Yeah, you got like yeah. you got in right right a couple years after. Yeah. That. But it's crazy. I will say this though. As a person that's done Dynasty since like 2004, you get enamored with these rookies, and it's affected, unfortunately, in, in sometimes in my single ADP league where you're just doing a regular draft, snake draft, annual a, a, annual league, because I'm drafting too many rookies. And I think that what you should do is get yourself a list. And I, and I definitely think you've got to take chances on rookies now, but if you're doing like a 16-round draft... You may want to limit yourself and say, I only have two positions on my roster for rookies. Period. Great Who are all the rookies that I'm interested in? And make your list of, of guys that you like in whatever order and for whatever rounds that they're in. But don't allow yourself to, to be that guy, which I did one year. And, and some of them ended up being good. You know, the Jordan Matthews and you get all these, these hits. But I had, I drafted five rookies out of 16 guys. Oh, <laughs> You're not going to do well. And it's just like you get too enamored with being in the dynasty yep. and, and, and thinking that, Especially oh, right off the bat. I'll be able to make yeah. trades and I'll be right. Don't, don't fall in that trap. But here's the thing. You get there on draft day and you're super excited because you haven't really prepared. And then it's like, do I take Kevin White or Roddy White? And, and you know, they're right. In the same range, but one's new and shiny, and one's old and busted. Yeah. <laughs> so way, it's to, like, way to tell our listeners that you come to the draft unprepared. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you come to the draft, you're, you're totally unprepared, and you're like, which one should I take? That's what you do when you draft uh, five out of 16 rookies. <laughs> that's what she said. Hey, I, I'll tell you, that's a, that's a great comparison you just made right there. There's going to be those situations where... Like, you, wow, you, you always just shiny, run for the, yeah, shiny new toy. Yeah. I mean, some people do that in your draft. I'm not saying you guys are going to do that. Uh, I'm not saying I'm going to do that or Houdini's going to do that. But sometimes... You know, just, out, of, out of body experience I mean, for a minute. People, you know, who just, you know, are the less than casual football fans, they see the new shiny toy on, on the Bears, and, you know, they know that Brandon Marshall's not there, and they think, oh my gosh, I have to have Kevin White. Well, you can it's so gonna, much more over Roddy White, but it's really a small, small margin. But the I want to clarify the whole thing about with, with the five that I drafted. They were all late. So it's like I'm drafting it from rounds 11 you, through You don't have to explain it. You yeah, don't have to defend yourself. No, no, no. It's not defending myself. It's not defending myself. It's explaining in, in this sense. Because all these guys, when you, when you get to this point in your draft... Rookies are going to be all above, all around in there. There's going to be a, a rookie that you can draft in round 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. You know, There's always one that's there. My point being is that you start looking at them and you're projecting. And when you're at that end, you're projecting too early. And that's where you sometimes need to have, that's why I say a 2-1 two, a two, two, uh, rookie limit, and draft some veterans that will at least score you points in the first six weeks of the season. You know, when you get to that point, what you do is you say, just give me white. And let the league figure it out. You know, <laughs> it, that, that's not even your problem thing. anymore. Just give me White. They'll put it down wherever they figured it out. They'll some will put Kevin, some will put Roddy. And Maybe they get them both. And, and then they know nobody will around the next round. You, know, you get, you get them the both and you didn't have to worry about it. I've right, had a so couple people in my leagues that I think tried to pull moves like that. Speaking out. of rookies, um, I'm not going to talk about rookies. Uh, nice. I want to make a bet. 
Nice. Tight ends. It's an interesting one. Okay. I'll bet you right now, and it's it's your choice on which one you, you want to take. Is it all of it, or is it just you two? Anyone you guess. Okay. Anyone you guess. I think that either Jordan Cameron or Zach Ertz, or both, will have more fancy points than Julius Thomas this year. Jordan Cameron and or so Zach Ertz than Julius Thomas this year. Yeah, I'm... I'm uh, do I think it's possible? And feel, oh, yeah. feel, and feel and take your pick if you want to bet me. Oh, yeah. I feel- <laughs> this is a tough one because I think we have Ertz ranked seventh in our tiers, and we have Jordan Cameron ranked ninth collectively, and then we have Julius Thomas is our number six. So this is all right in the range of where rookies get, you know, or where tight ends get a little murky. In that situation after tight end five, where I feel like tight end five could finish here, and then tight end fifteen could also finish right there. Wait, who's Ricky? What are you talking about? Ricky. Ricky Bobby. Ricky who? Bobby. Okay. <laughs> Prol, do the Ricky Bobby. <laughs> if, Prol. If I, oh, I cannot take the bet because I, 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 I can't take, I can't take it. I can't take it either. I just don't think Julius Thomas is going to do it. It's amazing too. It's, it, I, it, he's the one guy that. I, we've mentioned before. Uh, was it? Right, last I'll week? throw out one more then. See if I has bite on it. Charles Clay against who? Uh, against Julius Thomas. Charles Clay will finish higher. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I, I'm big on Clay. Okay. My name is Clay. Bill Clay. I don't want to. Sure think. You I don't want to blow my whole load on my, my cash. I'm telling you that. But but I, 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 I might take that. Watkins. Well, yeah. So yeah, I'll, give you my, I'll, I'll give you my Watkins bet. Let me let me let me figure that one. Give me give me two seconds. Okay. I'll give you my Watkins. Well, let's bet. keep going on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention one thing. Uh, it's pretty good news for Tannehill. Got his big contract this year. First yeah. guy out of out of that class to make make the next round and uh, just some solid guaranteed money. But hold on. You talked earlier, Dogmatica. He was number one easiest schedule last week. Yes. This year, still, it's not bad. It's he's still sitting in, a, in an all right spot, thirteenth. So he's still got a favorable schedule this year, which is a good time if you're a Tan Honors. Any sort of speculation or, or thoughts or discontent or, or, or worries that he had in his head about not getting signed, which I don't think they re-signed or being the franchise quarterback of the future, which I don't think he ever really had, have been. Squashed. They trust in him. He's their guy. That's going to really, they're going to, it's the third year with Philbin, right? Um, third year in the league. They're going to open it up a bit. They've just got Parker. We know that we like Landry. They got rid of a headache. And they added another uh, a giant. Still, and they, they still, another running back. This stills, they got a nice stills. veteran in Greg Jennings just Jennings. to teach teach some things. Jordan Cameron, who dog Jordan Cameron. Cameron, who 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 Cameron, Dude, he's got a favorable schedule, and he's got weapons galore. And now, since he's... I don't know why they ever went and got Wallace, but he doesn't have to deal with the fucking bullshit. And he's locked up. True. Why does have to deal with the bullshit? It, now it's... I'm leading. We're all on the same page here. There's not some stupid discontent and, and trouble. Can I brag on my, on my on, on Tannehill here for a second? My yeah. one... What are my keeper <laughs> leagues? I'm bragging. <laughs> Starting quarterback, Andrew Luck, backup quarterback. Uh, Andrew Luck at like $10 because uh, I had him as, as a rookie and then picked up wow. Tannehill last year, who's going to be like $7 this year. Oh, God. Oh. 
Pretty that's good, nice. pretty good tandem. That, so you got, you, got fifth, you got 15 weeks of luck and one week of Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Which works out just fine. Just <laughs> use it. Use it. So Sammy Watkins, I'll give you my Sammy Watkins. <laughs> <laughs> See, we don't even need the audio. I just got to have that's the audio. We need, to have sa- we need to be able to have audio access to this. We should have been able to play that for you right after that. <laughs> <laughs> good call, Maddox. That's great. <laughs> When we do, just remember this. Write this down in your in your sound log. When we're going and listening to the bets, and we're paying this out at the end of the season, we not everything's got to just be that. That'll be our opening song for, for a minute. <laughs> Every segment, for a whole minute. And that's a loop. We'll be like Kanye West, literally trying to lose fans on the show. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. That's right, so my bet. Get it. Who wants it? Sammy Watkins will be a top fifteen receiver. End of season. Give it to me. 20 bucks. I want it. Done. Anyone? You want it, Stags? I kind of want it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you should all want it because you all have them like a tw- 24, 23. I kind of want it. All right. Boom. Stags, you in? I have a different variation of the bet that I don't know if it'll take. Throw it out there. Martavis Bryant finishes with more fantasy points than Sammy Watkins. No, because I'm loving both those guys and I'm not betting against myself. All Seriously. Right. He would double team them both right now. <laughs> One in each hand if he could. That's a woo. Houdini is the woo girl. <laughs> this is epic. Woo! This is, uh, this is um, epic. Uh, all right, I've got a bet for you guys. That's a time. reason to go up a couple octaves, buddy. <laughs> well, You're an attention whore. What does that mean? What does that mean? What doesn't it mean, Terry? I don't think I am. I'm not. I'll I'll tell you right now. Here's my thing. Sam Bradford plays in every game this season for the Eagles. Oh, it doesn't matter. If he gets traded, he plays every game this season. I don't want to lose on somebody. If he gets traded, he's going to actually play 17 games. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll tell you. Does he win or lose? Does he win or lose if that's the case? That's awesome. No. No. 16 plus. (laughs) You double that one. I want that bet. I want that bet. You You want that bet? Give it to me. 20. 20. So Sam Radford not playing every game. It's risky. I just hope he can do it. Anybody else taking this one with me? I'm not going to take it for a full 20. I'll let you do five on this one. Five? Oh, you don't five. really want to do 20 on Sam Bradford. I didn't say 20. Oh, 20 on him playing every game. You think he's going to play every game? I'm having that what fun you're saying? I'm having fun with it. If I lose later, I'll be like, woo, woo, <laughs> end of the year. When I, when I look at my bets at the end of this, I'm going to be like, all right, I'm going to be yes. I think it. I don't really want it to be a $60 bet. I'm kind of happy. It's yeah, uh, but if you want to take it, no, 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 I don't, I, I'm not, not going to take that from not, you. not take it. I would take that any day of the week. But he took it first. Would you I'm take not gonna, it? Too? I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'd, pro- take it. I'd probably take it just because maybe it gets to fourteen or fifteen. How because many games did you say? The, the I said ch- every game. Every I mean, game. He's playing sixteen be, games. The yeah, chances yeah. of a player playing every single game, just percentage wise, is like especially one know, that's never so done. far in his career, zero percent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you <laughs> just zero percent. Just the odds of any NFL player. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing buying the Chip Kelly. Serendipitous pixie dust, whatever he likes to do. I love program. my Bradford. I think that was the best pickup they could. Have. That guy is that guy is a gem. If he could stay healthy, that guy is one of the best quarterbacks in the entire league. Yeah. He has every skill you could ever want. 
out of a quarterback. It's just a matter of staying healthy. He is a gem, though. I'm telling you, he wasn't the number one overall pick in the entire league, uh, in the entire draft uh, six years ago for no reason. The last <laughs> guy to make the big bucks. Damn, that's yeah. sure. them big bucks. Still is. But last year, the players, that's why he keeps getting hurt. All the players are like paying their defensive guys. It's, it's Bradford Gate. Uh, uh, he costs us all the money. This guy <laughs> just made all the cash. We don't make shit. Get it, get get him out. All right, let's talk about some more. Um, I, I, I've got the, something with the strength of schedule. Okay. Yeah, Houdini's got a boy, and he he straddles and cups the balls for Jeremy Hill, mm-hmm. who has the hardest strength of schedule this season, and a tough one in the playoffs. I, I think that's, that, yeah. that's twenty eight. Uh, so. There's a lot of things to like about Jeremy Hill. There's a lot of things to like about Gio Bernard, too. Uh, somebody asked the question on our yes. second opinion page the other day, and it's like, why is Gio Bernard getting no love? And, you know, I agree with them. Last season, playing in just 13 games, he finishes the 16th uh, running back in PPR. So, and that's competing with Jeremy Hill. Who finished 11th yeah. in PPR scoring. So he's getting no love. Uh and it's a little weird. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say Gio Bernard finishes with more fantasy points, but it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I agree. Uh, all a you guys, lot. do we want to talk about Jeremy Hill? Are we worried about Jeremy Hill? Let me tell you why I'm not worried about Jeremy Hill. What did Cincinnati do in the draft to address helping Jeremy Hill? Well, they drafted Cedric Ogabuhi in the first Coming round, off an ACL injury. Uh, 6'5", 306-pounder uh, on a Texas A&M offensive lineman. Then they, with their second pick, uh, round two, they draft another offensive tackle, 6'6", 306 pounds out of Oregon, uh, Jake yeah. Fisher. Then in the third round, they draft Tyler Croft, a 6'5", 246-pound tight end, blocking tight end out of Rutgers. Then they go and draft another tight end in the in the fifth round in C.J. Uzuma at 6'5", 265, 64 pounds. A blocking tight end. All they did was bring in extra weapons so that they can line all these guys, huge guys up, and open holes for Jeremy Hill. Yeah, and right. also for Ger- Giovanni Bernard because the problem is that when they're inside the 15-yard line, though, it's Jeremy Hill time. Gio's not going to get those touchdowns unless... Jeremy ran a long play to that point and is gassed. In general, however, Cincinnati has a very tough schedule. Okay, sure. I mean, it, for pretty much all positions. The, the wide receiver is actually the best situation for them, 16, uh, which is right in the middle of the pack. But, I mean, the, the, the tight ends is even 31. The quarterback's 30. The, the running back's 32. They just have a very tough schedule this year. Um, they could be playing from behind a little bit. However, I don't think there are certain players... And we talked about earlier, certain players that I don't think the strength of schedule affects all that much. Um, Seattle, for instance, for running backs, 30th. I don't know if that affects Lynch all that much. That's the type of guy that I don't think it affects him that much. You know, you, you could play. Have you ever had Skittles? So it's all sugar. You know, it's, that's just the way it is. Uh, woo! And, but, however, for a guy like the 31st schedule this year is the St. Louis Rams. You throw Gurley in there off of a, off of a, a major injury against an extremely tough schedule, I think that affects him. I don't think that he, first of all, I think they're going to probably put him on the PUP. If they don't put him on the PUP, they're at least going to keep him out a few games. They're not going to throw him to the fire immediately, especially in this division. He's got a toughest, the toughest nail schedule. He's going into an extremely tough division to run the ball. 
I think they're going to bring him along a little slowly. They've already said they would. I know it's tough to hold a guy like that back because he's that good. But you got to, to, to temper expectations a little bit on him. My, that's my feeling. I know D-Rex, you may disagree with that. I know that he is a stud in the waiting. Believe me, I agree with you. And he may be later in the year or something, he starts to come on. But they're going to have to take it easy with him. He's their future. They didn't draft him in the first round for no reason. Hi. Hello, where was this on Jeremy Hill, though? We, we, we lost Jeremy Hill. Um, were we talking about Jeremy Hill? Strength. I already said the schedule comparing, comparing Marshawn Lynch to... I threw you off with the Skittles uh, audio. I'm sorry. Whole train of thought threw it right back on, baby. So, so the, uh, the whole fact that Marshawn Lynch is a guy with his tough strength of schedule is not going to affect him. This is why I'm saying I'm not worrying about it either with Jeremy. Agree. That's what looking I'm at what they drafted. Looking at like they with Hugh Jackson in this offense and what how he was able to flourish in it last year. And he's a huge guy anyway. He's a load to take down. And you just added in so many extra bodies that if they do sustain injuries, and look, this is a team that sustained a ton of injuries that were all on on their key skill position players. You know, with Marvin Jones and, and some of these other guys going down. Now and, and Tyler Eifert. Now they're going to have those guys back. With extra weapons to help block. So, no. Like Jeremy Hill. Still like Giovanni Bernard, too. I like Giovanni Bernard as a running back, too. I know, D-Rex, you're not as high on that. But uh, I like I think if you, if you, I think if you take... Giovanni's going to... He's going to go very low. He's going to go really low in drafts. Even last people. year, before Hill was on the scene, I got him in one league, I think, in the seventh or eighth round. I was surprised by that. But he's, he's going to be a late pick. I think he's a great handcuff if you are high on Hill. I think because if something does happen to Hill, Giovanni is going to have a, a, a field day, and he's going to have oh, he's had a, a, a good year. I think you can get him late. Could you imagine? Well, that's the thing. Can you draft Jeremy Hill and draft Giovanni Bernard, and how late as your third running back? Then I don't know. I mean, his what's current his ADP, ADP. I think you can. His current slow. ADP is pretty much running back twenty-eight. Yeah. So you can get him as your third running back. Mm. Uh, borderline. Would borderline. you want him at twenty-eight? I think that's oh, yeah. for him. Oh yeah. I would. I would. Yeah, any, I, any day of the week. I like him I like in PPR. I like him about 18. In standard scoring, I like him about 24 to 25. Maybe even a little higher. Last season, 13 games, he finished uh, 20th in standard scoring still. Uh, maybe those touchdowns come back from early in the year a little bit. But he'll definitely have more catches like he did his rookie season. Uh, his catches and his yards per catch re- regressed where do you last think, season. Where do you think he'll finish the season? I think right around 10. I think right around 10 for Hill and right around, you know, 20 for Bernard. I think it's possible Hill could be even higher, even with that tough-ass strength of schedule. We talked about it in the video that that we did uh, with with a guy like this. um, I'll tell you, he is, he's a, he has the skill set to be able to outplay what you're looking at, Uh, like, like, like a Roethlisberger. You know, he's the type of guy where you don't. He just he he bends the odds. You know, you you don't care about the strength of schedule with a guy like this. He's got the skill set to be able to beat any sort of team. Um, a Gio Bernard, he actually has the same type of thing in the opposite way. He can actually beat teams in his own way, regardless, because he's that good as a, of a pass catcher. And a shifty type of runner. Well, and don't you and, think that? And it shows. I'm sorry. It, it, sorry, real quick. It shows with what Cincinnati did in the draft, what they're leaning towards. Yeah. How much the uh, th- this is why I was getting to the point. Yeah. How much the change in regime in a coaching system yeah. 
changes the team itself. They might have been a pass-oriented offense three years ago because of A.J. Green, Marvin Jones, Andy Dalton as a rookie and everything. That was all like, wow, we're passing the crap out of the ball and it's going great. But they changed everything up, went to Jackson, and they got a running game established. And now they draft offensive linemen, offensive blocking-style tight ends to get a running game going. So I'm telling you, it doesn't matter like with the Steelers with the passing game and the Bengals with the running game. Now, it doesn't matter what the strength of schedule is. They're going to beat it because of what they do and because of the type of players they have to beat it. Is it because, right, because this is why I love it too, because it's, you have players in the right, the, the right pieces in the right holes. Yes. You're not trying to fit Andre Ellington and make him into an every down back. You're saying, Giovanni, we thought you were an every down back. But we really didn't because that's why we drafted Jeremy Hill. Well, I mean, you know who's now every now back. Valverde. Hi, my name's Terry Jaspermans. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like Gio's in the right spot now. He's not going to be called on to take the heavy hits and and, and all the the beating and, and pounding that he took on the inside last year. That's what Ben Jarvis Green Ellis did for him the year before and why he flourished. Because he let him take the pounding and he was able to break the big plays. Exactly. Now, Jeremy Hill just happens to be able to be one of those players that can take the pounding and make the big play. It's the strangest thing. There are certain players that do better as the second back than they do as the first. And, and Gio Bernard is a perfect example. I think that Andre Ellington would be a perfect example if they were to get a back like a Jeremy Hill to start over him. Um, there are just certain guys that are better playing in that second role and would get more fantasy points being the second back than they would as the first. It's but strange. Just like Bell. I heard a rumor. Nice. Oh boy. Now here's what I'm gonna say. We're moving on. New England Patriots. Gronk tied for the sixth easiest schedule. Oh. Already a guy that's borderline end of the first round. Actually, in some instances, you see people love him so much that they're willing to take him in the 5-6 zone. Uh, craziness, maybe, but he's got an easy schedule. The Patriots, other than the fact that Brady might miss four games, have one of the easier schedules across the board. Something to consider. Their wide receiver schedule is very, very favorable. Um, and you know what? Yeah. You want to know one thing I want to do quickly that we haven't really looked at? One of the beautiful, epic moments of, as a part of this SOS is the fact that Dogmatic is doing it also and breaks it down just by fantasy football playoffs. So there's two other sets of charts. Other We've been going through full year. So that's 1 through 17. That's every game they're playing for the season. 16 games per team. Uh, but the other thing is fantasy playoffs. Weeks 14 through 16. So we're breaking down strength of schedule for what people are going to be doing in your fantasy football playoffs. So if you get there and you're like, wow, this guy's great, awesome quarterback, easy strength schedule, but in the championship uh, he plays against Seattle and the game before he plays against the Bills, not a good time for you to get there and not make it. And to be honest, it happened to a lot of luck owners last year. I don't know if that was strength schedule based, Makes a but strength, sure. luck sucked it up in his last two games and got a lot of people to the promised land and right when you really needed him to fire it up, Crucified you, uh, but just just awesome stuff with that schedule. And you got New England Patriots. Well, no, he also does weeks fourteen through seventeen. Fourteen through seventeen. So if you do it that way, if your league sucks, right? If your league sucks, it goes. Yeah, if you, yeah, yeah. yeah. If if you still idiot. go, yeah, go all the weeks. Yeah, fourteen through seventeen. Also coming out um, in this new draft kit, I think 
We're gonna we'll actually we're gonna push part of it back. We're gonna push that. We'll push that back. That's is, fine. Yeah, we'll and I mean we'll, we'll have first half of the season, first eight games right. versus the last eight games. So you know, like if a guy is streaking during those first ones, trade him high because he has a bad second half of the schedule, or vice versa, trade for a guy. I can't even explain to you guys, to all you listeners out there, how much that is prime knowledge. Mm-hmm. No, to know this first half, second half stuff. So when a guy is going off and having that great start, that. If you're you're like, oh, I want to go and draft, I want to go and make a trade for this guy. Look at the schedule, the strength of schedule coming up. Maybe you don't, and 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 this will help you to dictate exactly on those early moves of your season to protect you and to save you. Where people, you're going to make a trade, and people go, oh, that's the dumbest trade that, that I've ever seen, and how it always ends up. The other person, you're going to end up being the, the benefic- benefactor because you looked at what that person who you're trading straight the schedule was going to be and the players that you're acquiring, and you make golden decisions. Absolutely. Like Eddie Lacy last season. After, yes. After he burned you the first five weeks of the season. but I think Or Joint Bell even the last five weeks of the sure. season. I think i got to get my, my song in today, and it's perfect because you got to know when to hold them. Yeah. Know when to hold them. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. And that's the perfect thing. Never count your money. <laughs> you know when what? You're sitting at the table. There are certain guys in in leagues. I'm sure you guys have, have them in your leagues. Uh, you know, Houdini and uh, Stag Party. And I'm sure D-Rex. Uh, yeah, I know D-Rex knows that we we have them in our league. Uh, the Waxman, uh, the Rain Man, the original Rain Man, Waxman. Um, there are certain guys that trade excessively, constantly, but. They trade with purpose all the time. What we also have in the draft kit coming out next version, not this one, which will be pushed, but the next version coming out, um, I don't know, uh, June 15th or whatever it is. Yeah, towards the 15th. We'll have week to week, which means that you could figure out certain pockets where a guy has an awesome schedule for three or four games. Trade for him. (laughs) Enjoy the purpose. Enjoy the party. Trade him away. And get a and, bounty and get a bounty in return. That is, certain guys in your league just make trade after trade after trade. Sometimes they're looking ahead and seeing the purpose behind it. You got to have something like that. Take a look at you know you know the, the you know Forte will have a, a schedule against a few cupcakes in a row, or you know, or somebody like a Lacey will have really three tough ones in a row. Trade them away immediately. Then maybe go get it back as soon as it comes back. And when that ha- when you do this and you're successful. Whenever you're making trades from now on, your background noise is Oh, wait, at the end it sounded like you were taking it somewhere else. Yeah, Oh, I thought, you know, well, you want Ian Fleming on us, buddy. There we go. You want Ian Flamer on us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've got an interesting thing to bring up because Tevin Coleman and Devonta Freeman yes. have the fourth easiest strength of schedule for running backs. Very so interesting. I propose that Tevin Coleman does not lead the Falcons' backfield in fantasy points this season. I'll bet that. All right. I'll bet it. I will not. I'll bet it. You I'll go 20 with, on you that. You know I'm with you on that. 20. <laughs> done. Locked and loaded. I, I knew that one was coming. As long as you, someone bet it, I'll let it go. I got enough twenty dollar bets. Don't you remember on the show last week? Really like, we watched the video. I like tell me a time that this guy will break a tackle. And you guys, you guys didn't just think 
The guy looked awesome. When you're that fast, you don't need to break him. You, you can get around. You the play head. a tape that they put together. Of course, they're gonna put it all was the three lines. minutes. It's like it's like Michael Jordan when he was talking to. Uh, 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 I can put together a three minute tape of who's Daniel the Indiana Thomas coach. And uh, he would look Bobby like Knight. the best running back in the world. I did, the one thing about this guy, he is unbelievably fast around the edge and fucking. I think he can. Bobby Knight says so to Jordan, you need to set screens. And Jordan said, Coach, I'm setting. I'm, I'm just doing them so fast, you're just not seeing them. <laughs> yeah, <much>. yeah. <laughs> What's his that name? That was in the 84 another, uh, David, another David T. Thomas. Sorry to keep referring to this guy, but I love him. He basically, on the p- podcast with Mo, uh, that, he, that they did a couple weeks ago, he basically said that Freeman was like the dumbest guy in the league. <laughs> Done now. Just, just a dumb guy. <laughs> That's basically what happens to them when they're calling the play in the huddle. It's like, woo, I have no idea. X? O? Tic Tac Toe? (laughs) (laughs) Captain? I know that game. What other trends we got? That's what you see when you look at his brain. It's a Tic Tac Toe board. (laughs) You know, there's a guy in Eli Manning who has. You know, the fourth easiest strength of schedule, and his boy ODB is one of those strange guys who has a tied for fifth strength of schedule, even though it gets broken down so far, it seems statistically improbable. (laughs) I usually drink a fifth, but tonight I'm drinking some Valverde's. A tuck job doesn't come with fries or soda. (laughs) Get down. Uh, I mean, you could throw it in the same vein. I mean, Eli Manning and uh, ODB, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, both right there. Uh, Eli Manning fourth, Matt Ryan third. Uh, ODB fifth, Julio Jones fourth. It's, yep. I mean, they're, they're both right there, top of the top of the class. Or you could go go a step farther. Tony Romo's second easiest schedule, Des Bryant third easiest or second tied for second easiest schedule. I, wow! Love all three of those guys. Who was Absolutely. The last, who was the last one you said? The Des Bryant. Des Bryant. Yeah, Des Bryant and Tony Romo, right up there. And this is all while Demarius has that thirty-one. So if you're looking at those top kind of five wide receivers, here's how it looks: Julio Jones has the fourth easiest. Demarius Thomas has the second hardest. Bryant has the tied for second easiest. Antonio Brown has the hardest, and Odell Beckham has the tied for fifth. So when you're looking at those top five guys who I all consider in the same tier, you know, you're sort of thinking about the way to best rank them. And if you want to do it by strength of schedule, I cannot fault you. I cannot fault you at all if you put uh, Julio, Dez, Beckham in that order. Or Dez, Julio, uh, Beckham. I'll go a slight eight. step farther. To Jordy Nelson, uh, fourth toughest. And right in the middle of the pack, Calvin Johnson, 15th. And AJ Green's in the middle of the pack, but let's go on the flip side. Two, two quarterback, two quarterback, and a wide receiver tandems that are sitting pretty right now. The Saints, Drew Brees, and the Brandon Cooks. You got him up high. Indianapolis Colts. The yeah. Colts are right up there. They got the they're at the ninth easiest schedule for uh, for both. Luck, for both. Yeah. Those guys are both top ten. <laughs> a lot of weapons. There. there is some good power and numbers things to find. There is some very, very good teams with very, very good schedules. And, yeah, I'm trying to rank them, and I keep ending up with Demarius as my number one or number two. And 
I don't want to knock him down just because of the strength of the schedule. Even though he, when he played those tough defenses last season, you know he didn't put up the greatest in numbers. So you think he could have a slight repeat of that. So I keep trying to move Dez ahead of him. But it just doesn't work for me just knowing that this guy is going to get me 100 catches and probably 1,200, 1,300 yards. Here's the thing. if you, I still have Demarius as my number one, too. You have to get to a decision where... If you're that wishy-washy, if you if you in your mind can't get to the point where you can get clarification on it, or you can't get clarity, you're just sitting here and you're going, I don't know, then maybe it's a take a pass on that if it's between those two guys at that pick and pick pick something else, or figure it out before your draft so that you're not in that situation because you need to be clear cut about it because the worst thing that you can do is, as we say, prepare your tears, go through the whole thing. You have Demarius in there as your number one. Now it comes up and it's Demarius or Dez. And then you go Dez. And then you're going to maybe find out you're going to be either kicking yourself. And no matter what, it's one of those things that you maybe, or I don't know, don't second-guess yourself. How many times on tests, the first answer that you chose, when you go back and you change it, 66% of the time it chooses the correct answer. But if you're going by last year's stats and last year's intel, it's a little different. Dez right now is in uh, vol- uh, voluntary camps. Yeah. He's playing with the team. Uh, we know that not what's uh, Thomas wasn't even hanging out and pay, playing catch in a new offense with those guys uh, in Duke. He there's, is close, by the way. There's, there's <laughs> is 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 is, is Demarius going to be a guy that's going to be successful in picking up a new offense? But here's the other is thing: you Fran- have Manning's arm going to be able to get it to him. I just want, franchise don't, don't tag. Go, don't go by last year's. They're intel. both franchise tag. Right, right now, the the, the better they're both still having to play for something. It, it yeah. looks like one guy's reacting to there better. Demarius the isn't. True. I one's 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 embracing one it, doing it, and one and guy's one guy's ego. But at the same time, can you blame? Demarius, right? He's what, what? What could he be worried about? Maybe like, Peyton Manning's not the Peyton Manning that he used to be. No doubt. And all of a sudden, I'm going to take a hit now. And now my value is not going to be as much as it would be right now if I get a contract. Yeah, like, if I were him, I'd be ready to jump ship after this. They're not going to keep franchise tagging him. Maybe they will, but be ready to jump ship because Manning. Demarius. Yeah. Yeah. Because Manning's not around for much longer. Yeah, go, go, go somewhere. somewhere else. Go choose Hire where guns. you want to go and be like, all right. That didn't work out. It's not like whatever they bring in in Denver is going to be like Replace T.Y. It's not going to be like luck replacing Manny. Again, I mean, but the same thing. Demarius is, listen, if I got and I understand the entire offense that Peyton Manning pretty much ran on his own, which is as complicated as anything else in the entire league, believe me, I get it. I don't have to be there. It's not that big of a deal. We have a rapport, him and I. We have one of the best reports in the entire league. It's not that big of a deal. Granted, it's probably better that he's there, and you know, as Dazzle show, he's a shown dedication. Um, then again, they have somebody tailing him everywhere he goes. <laughs> so it's like it's either oh, you're yeah, going yeah. to the field or you're fucked. You no, know, I gotta go to the field today. You didn't hear the guy Gregory came in. He's like, I want what you have. I, I want, I want you two weeks. Ago. Yeah, they took. They Sign took me up for the program. Dez I'm here great. for the program. I'm signing in New Horizons, Dallas. So now that guy's with Gregory. That's like, what up? Calling her up. I'm, I'm Do you realize? Charles Barkley are going out tonight. <laughs> Dez is like, either I got a, a Dallas Cowboys rep following me, or I got Randy Gregory following me. <laughs> what this the is, fuck? <laughs> Cowboys like, somebody's following me, and I don't like either one. It's, and, 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 with, and with Greg Hardy, too. It's, it's a group home. So with everyone there, it's a group home. They, it's a, they have they have they have a group therapy there you go. Uh, three times a day. 
So, you know, it's good. Cool. Cool. And, and their UDFA score of the year. Yeah, Lyle Collins. Yeah. Lyle Collins, right. I mean, oh my God. Yeah, four yeah. guys. It's like, these four guys, it's like, this is this is the four horsemen of the apocalypse in Dallas. Oh, good. But of they the got Super talent. Bowl apocalypse. Could yeah. be. Boom! They got, they got some talent. What are some other things? Let's look at some of the negative side of some of these. I want to talk about Arian Foster. Let's because among, like, the top ten or so running backs, none of them have super great strength schedules. Uh, they all have semi, you know, you know, sixteen and lower uh, type strength of schedules, and then there's Arian sitting there, and he's got the best strength of schedule for running backs and a top four in the playoffs. Yeah, and we all know why. He was number one last year and like number two or three of the year before. Because nobody in that yeah, defense has, has played division like three or four. Ever since the, I mean, the, the, nobody He's defends always, the run in that division. He always yeah. is in the top three. Jonas Gray, two hundred and one yards, four, four touchdowns. Yeah. that's all I need to say to you. <laughs> <laughs> You're right because think about it this way: even though Arian Foster is a guy that always has that that injury tag and injury risk to him. What's the benefit you're gonna? You have to look at. Do you want the guy that's gonna like when Maurice Jones Drew was the number one running back? Remember what this was a four, three or four years ago. He was he ended up as the number one yep. running back on the season because he played the entire year, but his per game output sucked. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like you never got a good game. I'll tell you what, with this strength of schedule, with this division, when you're going up against that, Aaron Foster is at least going to have the potential, even if, let's say, he only makes it through 10 games. That's what you're hoping for. Okay, you get the 10. You get the 10. You know what? Two to three of those are game breakers. And starts out hot. First three games, games, he helps you off to a hot start every year. He's always breaking out right away, and you're like, Aaron, you're a genius. You're like, don't worry, he's going to be injured by week five. And he is. And he is. And he is. But but it's a nice leg up to start your season every time. Yeah, third in uh, fantasy points per game last season. Yeah. I think he finished fifth or sixth overall. Uh, Missed three games. And yeah, he missed three games. And he so, wasn't in Gary Kubiak's offense anymore. And here, yeah, he was True. offense immune. And here's the True. thing you're not getting just <laughs> Arian for 13 games, you're getting Arian and a replacement running back because you know he's going to be out. Yeah. Remember, right, so yeah. you're getting extra points technically uh, that are, you know, people don't often think of it that way. It's like, oh, I'm going to get Arian, but I'm only going to get him for 13 games. But yeah, I'm going to get Arian for 13 games, and, and I'm going to get three you know, you Gio Bernard for three other games, and I'm going to be okay. I'm going to have a decent, I'm going to have a solid running back one for you know well, all 16 weeks. Yeah. But what you're saying is, is smart fact. though. It's it's, it's understanding what you're drafting, right? So if you're in that position where you're drafting Arian in the second round, right? Or maybe you're lucky enough to get him in a third round. So, that'd be ridiculous. Second round. So, yeah, oh, he can uh, slip. Yeah, he could, he, he you know, he's one of those guys because of the injury risk he can slip. Him. Second round, most likely. When you're drafting him there, just know that you're. It's, when you're looking for instead of maybe drafting your third wide receiver, maybe this is where you draft another running back. And especially, it's okay with the flex position and everything that, that that's out there now, as long as you're looking at your tiers and there's a value there. But, well, but, we were all basically a lot of us were able but you to can't get wait until Arian in that beginning of the snakes serpentine comeback of the second round, and you're happy to get you're happy to get him in a 12 man league, like the number four or even a 10 man league number 14 spot. And you're like, all right, whatever happened with that first pick, I just I just saddled it up with a guy who's got an easy schedule and can get it done. Like you said, like we all know, 
He's got to miss a few games. So when do you draft that third running back is my question to you. I don't know. You know, I did a lot of running back stuff in our mocks and even last year in my teams. And I, I'm going to go back to... I'm gonna go back to more of the wide receiver heavy. I want. I would love to get a running back. Mark, in the second you, you've round. had him on your t- on teams before. Though. You've actually oh, more than anything. right. You, you, oh, you're, I've had him on my team so, the last three years. Big and time. you drafted him normally as your number one running back. Yeah, I've taken him probably fifth overall, but I've taken him also, you know, thirteenth sure. or fourteenth. You know, um, last year I think it was definitely it was a second round pick, right. and it was a second round pick. I think in one league we were trying to get Julio, and he went the pick before pick, Julio went the pick before we went, and I think. That was the league where we ended up with um, LaShawn McCoy and Arian Foster. So this is a 10-man league. I was first pick overall. We took LaShawn McCoy, shot to the rib. But we got Arian Foster, who actually was, in my opinion, a much better running back for me last year. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's the way it is. But this year I think I'm going to go back to the wide receiver. I just have more fun. I know that better. As we know so, by okay, our so let me cheers you. last year, so here's I question. sucked it up at running back. So I'm going to do more of a draft. No, no, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to play them. whatever you're throwing at me. Yeah. So here's, here's now the new scenario. So let's say you're in a league. Say it's a 10-team league, right? And you went wide receiver, wide receiver. And third round's coming around and Arian's there. So you're I, grabbing him. Yeah, I'd stick when my penis are up you my grabbing? Butt and have when, sex with so when are you grabbing your? <laughs> I understand. <laughs> so, so then my question though is, even though you not now you know you have an injury, you have a, a, a boom type running back, but you have a guy that's injury prone that you're hoping for ten games. At that point, then you've done your wide receiver thing at the top. You now have him as your third. When are you looking for that first replacement running back? I mean, running backs are important. We know that. So, running backs have got it. I want to come out of that first five rounds with two running backs. There's no question so about when's it. So, I want to ask about the third, though. I want to win oh, that first. Oh, the third. Your I first replacement. I'm going to wait a little longer. I can see myself going quarterback and possibly even that tight end before I'm going for my third running so back. So, that third one might not come until round six, seven, maybe seven, eight. Probably I'm gonna I'm gonna take my chances and draft more of them, but do them more from like the seven, eight, nine, and beyond, and take a couple flyers and some guys uh, later. But there's no question. The one thing on those, if I go high, if you know, all situationally, we know you, you take the best guy, do the best team. It doesn't. I'm not I'm not going and saying I'm coming out of the first two rounds with these dudes. But if if things happen and and I'm going, I know one thing. I'm gonna go quarterback or wide receiver early, and I'm gonna have more running backs on my team than any other position. That I've drafted. That's all I know. I'm gonna, ju- and, and a lot of them are just. It's gonna be like wait and see. Well, uh, nothing could happen. Uh, uh, the reason I say this is because we, I'm weighing straight the schedule versus remember Stags when we were talking in, in, a, in a previous podcast about where, you know, who are the safe picks in, in, in those in those rounds. You know, I know that this guy may not end up being the number one overall, but I know that I'm going to get 16 games out of him. I know that I'm going to get at least weekly value out of this guy. So weighing that versus strength of schedule so that it's like depending on how your team... And this is the thing that's always so interesting because the draft is is a, a fantasy draft you can never determine. You don't know what the, the guy next... You may have played against this guy for 20 years, but this year he does something completely different because that just happens. Or you get put next to the person who always is thinking the same way that you are and taking the guy that you always want. You're, or you're sandwiched by those guys and you're like, God damn it, why have you always taken my guy? So you have to have ideas and, and know, but then it's organic because your draft starts this way. You had an idea that you wanted to get this type of solid producer, but then maybe you made two risky moves at the, with wide receivers, more 
you know, boom bust type guys, and then Arian Foster presents himself to you. It's this decisions. So it's like strength of schedule. These are this is why we we, we do this on strength of schedule. But there are you have to weigh all these components. Yeah, what I'm saying. I absolutely agree. I want to come out of the first six rounds with three running backs. I don't know exactly how I'm going to get it done, uh, but eventually, you know, depending on where I pick in the first round, it's usually a running back. Let's just face facts here. And then I might get another one in the second, and I might get another one in the third, or I might go get two straight wide receivers, and I'll go running back, running back in four or five, or I, you know, or I can get three straight receivers. Just sort of depends on how it looks. Uh, so I want to leave the first six rounds with three running backs because I don't think I'm going to be a guy drafting quarterback early unless Aaron Rodgers slides into my lap in like the third or fourth round. Okay, that's not happening. Uh, I've <laughs> no. seen it happen recently. I've been doing a lot of mock drafts today, and it's always like Aaron Rodgers at the turn of the third round. And I'm like, nope, <laughs> going somewhere else. Are you kidding me? Uh, in, in PPR leagues, you know. So. I think that's a given. I know, but I just can't bring myself to do it because I'm going to go with more of the streaming strategy at quarterback and possibly at tight end unless I get Kelsey. So I want three running backs in my top six. Oh, you'll get it. For After sure. those first band, I'm gonna. I, I want you guys to go first. Like, who are some of those if outside of the sixth round? Some of those guys later that you want to get in those early single digits, uh, early you know, 11, 12, or even beyond. Who are a couple guys for the listeners that? You think, and one of the guys I I believe is one is a player you mentioned earlier, Sims. Uh, but who are some players that you think you're going to be able to find that value in? Get them later, and let's talk more like nine through thirteen or something that could, you know, might nothing's nothing's guaranteed here that could pay off. Well, I, I I don't know where he's going ADP right now, but a few weeks ago he wasn't going that high. He's probably going a little higher now. But CJ Spiller. Is a guy that I think you can get later. It might not be ninth round, but you you can get him seventh round, sixth, seventh round. I think I'm not sure exactly what his ADP is. Overall player seventy six, running back twenty eight, Geo's twenty nine. Okay, I mean, God, I like him more than a Geo. Yeah, it's same player. <laughs> oh. I mean, that, that that's a guy I would I would love to get a little bit later for sure. I mean, Sims Sims was a guy I would mention for sure. Another guy I'm gonna I'm gonna mention real quick. With the, the the Denver situation there, I, I think he, I think it's not a terrible call getting either either Bell or uh, Monty Ball or a Hillman. Hillman is a one of the later. guys I wanted to mention. Hillman is I'm all over Hillman. Everyone's on the CJ train. Something goes wrong, and Hillman, even if it's only for a four to six game stretch, Hillman's going to get some. And I agree, Monty Ball could be that guy. Some other I mean, some other player besides CJ is getting six games of awesomeness of fantasy. Agreed. I fully agree. I like Sankey still. I, 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 Sankey is a starter. Nothing been brought into the mix. Top five strength of schedule. Top five strength of schedule. How can you not like this guy? This is a guy that people have written off. And but but, but he doesn't, it would be number one if he got to play his own defense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I, I love what I'm seeing. Out of I, I, I agree, guys. Hillman that you just mentioned and and well, Bishop Sankey. I, are high on my I think you can get Sankey at like nine tenth round. You're like he could be. Jack. Are we just going to talk love, running backs or are we talking any position? We're talking running backs right now, but I, I love Fred Jackson. You know, in the same realm, he, his, his ADP right now is 61st yeah. at the running back position. Yeah. So Sean McCoy is going, we, we talked about this in our video cast as well. That He's the 61st running back? Running back, 197 overall. And he's been disrespected. Every time he's totally disrespected is I mean, when, he, <laughs> when he arrives. I'll, I'll tell you, last year I was on his jock. 
saying, don't forget about Fred Jackson. And uh, that was right. I do believe he falls off this year, but that's way too way far. Way too far. <laughs> Especially because we know yeah, that Sean McCoy, if, if, if we were talking about the coaching changes and we're talking about looking at what they did there, this is going to be, you know, it, it's a very much a blend of, uh, the, uh, what's his name from uh, San Francisco who's coming over to... Uh, Gore. Uh, no, to, to, do any... to, to, to coach at uh, Buffalo. Oh. Um, uh, the Greg Roman. Greg Roman, Roman yeah. thank you. So Roman coming in as a perfect blend with Rex Ryan and what he likes to do, and LaShawn McCoy is going to be asked to be a more of a heavy ball load carrier, and that's going to potentially lead him to an injury or lead him to just having to need a break. And Fred Jackson is a guy, and, and Rex Ryan's always been a guy that if it's LT and uh, Thomas Jones or whatever, he'd like to have the dual guys running. And Fred Jackson, if you want to talk about a Rex Ryan-type running back, yeah. It's Fred Jackson. There's not a player over the last five years. We've been on. We've been doing this website. This is going to be our seventh season. Crazy man. Seventh know. season. The, the the truth is, handcuff over those seven seasons. There's not one player that represents the handcuff Fred more Jackson. than Fred Jackson. Period. We've done kid. graphics. I do them all. It's always like Spiller and Fred Jackson. Eddie handcuff. Fred Jackson. No, it's Marshawn Lynch and yeah. Fred Jackson. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> it's, it's, no it's, it's it was. It was. It was. Everything. He is the ultimate. If you draft LaShawn McCoy and you don't handcuff him with Fred Jackson, you will rue the moment that if McCoy, no one wants it, except for Chip Kelly, that he does get hurt just do it, because Fred Jackson. That's like he's going undrafted in in, in some in yeah. a lot of leagues. I agree. It's crazy. What, what's something else that's popping out? Uh, I'll name one other player at, at running back that I know will be on my team, and it's a guy that will very easily be on my bench. And I do do a little bit deeper benches than the sixteen round leagues that you're talking about. No question about it. Will be on my team is Nile Davis. I know you guys don't love him. I know you guys think uh, it, it, when he actually gets the chance and isn't being offset in games with the Charles, he doesn't do much. But if Charles goes down, man, he's number one. He's an RB1. And he's, I an think RB1 it, he's an RB1, period. And you're getting that guy in the 13th round. Yeah. He's so one of those type of guys that listen, it, it, he, it he is not going to do much of anything for you. If Charles doesn't get hurt. Yeah, right. But he is one of the best insurance policies you'll ever buy. He really is. And you can get him in 13th. You don't have to... If you have to jump up and get him in the 7th or 8th, you're yeah, overspending, yeah, no, obviously. It's a bad... Method. But it's not good if time. you could get him later, like you should be able to, one of the best insurance policies in the entire league because he can win you a league. He's win. that good. You know what? Dominic Rhodes style. There's, yeah. other, there's a ton of other players that have just... In a great running situation with a great running team, a great a big running coach, and there's a guy that's amazing. But let's be honest, Charles, you're not going into a season if you draft him in the first top five picks, which is where he's going to go. <laughs> you're worried a little bit that he's going to that he's going to get banged up. Another handcuff. I know that now Davis will be on my team. I hope that I'm able to get Charles later, and it's a handcuff. But actually, I'm not really. Probably rather have a wide receiver, but. If I have now Davis and Charles goes down, I'll be bummed out for the owner of him, but I'll be psyched for me. He's going to be on every team. Absolutely. This is this is the thing I think that is, is key with these type of players, though, right? It's about when you're at draft time, don't be the person that gets enamored too much with players, right? Where you're now you're elevating them from where you when you were objectively looking at it, you had them as an eighth round pick or a ninth round pick, but now you're in the seventh round and you're just like. 
oh my god, I really just the guy had a couple great preseason games, and all of a sudden you decide that I need to jump on him now, and you, and you go to the seventh round. When you up jump on on a uh, on, on a situation, that's where you screw yourself. That's where you put yourself into a into a put yourself in the corner because now you jumped up where you could have had these other players maybe had the potential to get that guy the round or two later. And if you had waited to, then what you've done, and unfortunately by drafting, what you've done is you've now handcuffed yourself that. The talent pool in those other rounds is depleted, and your team becomes weaker unless you are absolutely right on your hunch. Awesome! True. I'm gonna I'm gonna do an inter, uh, a pyro promo. Dogmatica Fittipaldi has got to leave early. Uh, we, we did that we did that uh, video cast earlier, and then we we're coming up with the pregame here. And Dogmatica's headed on his uh, annual trip every, out to every the year, Indy, boys. Every Indy year, 500 and to play. I swung a club. I. It's like the grandma. It's, like, it's, it's like the grandma and Caddyshack. She's like, wee. Yeah, wee. yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All, All right, right talk. Right, have boys. a good time. Sorry, I gotta leave. Right, early, yeah, do, waking do. up at four. Hey, but, hey, before you leave, though, I got, I got, I got, I got a goodbye from Terry for you. All right. I just flew in. I'm recording an album. It's called Terry. South bitch live, fuck you, dad, and it drops in uh, 2009. Tamp. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear your album. I can't wait to hear your album. Yes, uh, it's, it's gonna be a good one, guys. All nice right, work. later, boys. The SEO is going cast and cut podcast. These guys know what they're talking about, even if I'm not here. Later, dog. Later. All right. Safe travels for the Maddox. What are uh, some other things you're uh, seeing? You know what? I'm going to do a bet right now. All right. Go for it. Let's see what you got. Let's see if we're taking. Right. Um, I'm going Julio Jones. I hope so. Julio Jones has, which is something I don't think he's ever done. Double digits is his highest. Highest. Oh, so, I just foreshadowed your bet. <laughs> I'm going 13 plus. He'll have 13 or more touchdowns this year. Ooh. Julio, the Sphinx. Man, I like Julio this year. That, that's a team, man. You'll have him on a couple Jeez, teams, but like, I bet like, against like, him. He'll have like 12. No, like, no I don't want you to get that's it. What, that's the beauty of doing all these bets. Is that I have, I have no idea. your well, I, I'm not even, <laughs> I don't even have a running like uh, board here where I can look at what I've done so far. So I'm like, but you're in seven no leagues, so you diversified regardless. You know, Always. any bet you're gonna have here, you're gonna have as long as there's a chance, and there's a great chance on this one. I mean, I like what uh, Atlanta has, and again, they have a great strength of schedule. You know, things working in their favor, and we're talking about the new, uh, as we talked about in the video cast too. Uh, offense coordinator that's coming over there that likes to highlight throwing to the number one wide receiver. And that's Julio Jones. And so the expectation that he's going to get just feast of throws. You want I will take that there back. There it is! Yeah. Because Kyle Shanahan also likes 
to feed his running backs near the goal line, Alfred Morris style. Yeah, although I like, that's why I didn't want to take the bet because I don't like the running backs they have there. Exactly. They got crap casting running the backs, and it's going to be. It was like money. Not the reverse. I thought the reverse. I mean, Julio. I, that's a diversification for I me. Can, if I, Tevin Coleman has a lot more points, that means Julio doesn't have as many. Right. So, well, we, we see where all of us feel the strongest. But I have, I have like three I'm getting bets. ready to bet on the tight end on Atlanta. Well, I, I have three. I have <laughs> three bets on, I have three bets around New Orleans. Yeah. You have three bets around. Uh, how many bets do you have? Let's now go on around? a little road trip. They're all all those teams are right near each other. And, and the tickets will be easy because they're all going to be bad. Let's go to one of those craft houses. Games. <laughs> let's go to Nashville and let's let's drive to Nashville and go, and go catch like a Titans versus Falcons game. What's the strip club like? I would love to see who we <laughs> Never been to one in that state. So. Well, you got, you got the Grand Ole Opry. You got music. You know, I, I can deal with country for. for I'm going uh, to actually see a, a music festival in uh, in Louisville uh, this summer, so that, that'll be a good time. Too bad that was a protein. Hey, it's just we're, I thought we were talking about whiskey there for a minute. Hey now, hey now, I like whiskey. Whiskey. All uh, you want. So here's. Is anybody taking my Julio bet other than you? No, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pray that you're right because okay. I. Uh, I so like here's. It. Here's a bet, and it, it, it's. We're all in. There's a way to make this where we're all in. Okay. Pick a whole quarterback receiving core. Mm-hmm. It's basically you're picking a team, just quarterback and receiving core. That out of the top three guys, think it's basically like so no version of NBA Jam. Okay. Uh, for passing attack. That is going to have the most combined fantasy points. Whew. You know, there's obviously there's the obvious ones. I'm going. You, you you can pick yours first. Who do you like the most? Green Bay. You're going Green Bay. Yeah. Okay, so you got Green Bay. So basically, you just took the Golden State Warriors, the Chris Webber, and Latrell Spiro. <laughs> Uh, and I already mentioned how much I hate Green Bay, and it pained me to think about that. You know what? But you shouldn't be able to do that. I'm the only one that has Aaron Rodgers ranked number one at quarterback. You guys all got Andrew Luck. You don't want the Colts set? Hey, shut up! No, shut up. I, I'm taking the Colts then. If I'm if I'm getting screwed out of the out of the Packers, I mean right. that's the best way. Now, to go. now where are you going to go now? I don't know. It's, so here, I'll I tell you what. Bet, I'll tell you what. Slot. I'll, 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 I'll make an I'll make an ad there. I'll, 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 uh, let's let's make a. a, a Changer, you like Indianapolis? No, 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 I don't know. no, 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 no. I, I want. I would. I will even. I'll venture on Pittsburgh. Give me. Give me Ooh. odds. Give me odds. Uh, but two to one. Give me. Give me two to one odds. You have to take the wide receiver. You have to take the two. I, get, I get, You can't I get, take Le'Veon Bell. And that's why I was saying there's no running backs involved. We're talking I don't just. Think, I don't think it's. I, I think there's enough teams at the top that you don't need odds. I'm. If you want no. Indianapolis Colts, I've got another team that I like. Okay, then go ahead and take the other team you like. Then. Okay. I love this. And you're gonna love it. I'm going with the Eagles. Ooh, ooh, interesting. Okay, now again, to clarify what Stag was just so saying, we got to talk about the players. Who okay. are the three? Well, no, no. The two wide receivers and the quarterback. Okay, this is the whole thing, though. No, no running backs. No running backs are involved. This is strictly quarterback points plus. Is I it, think three is wide it, receivers because we all took teams that had three. You wouldn't have taken Green Bay. I mean, you maybe would have. Do you have you to, should get all three of them. You should get all no, three no, of your no. Colts. Do I have to declare who the three are, or should yeah, it yeah, yeah. be just the top or three? Or should it be the top three? Because that's going to screw you because of the door set. That's uh, correct. I have no idea what the Moncrief situation. Okay, that's, that's fine. There. That's fine. So I, I, I'll tell so you the situation. It's TBD right. on which t- three wide receivers, right? Or it can even be which helps you. To be honest, because you have tight ends, we could do. Top 
three players because you've got a you've got the great running back. You've got a great running back. Uh, Let's just keep it what it was. Let's keep it what it was. I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a, a running back that has been great running for his entire two. career. And there's I've got a, here's yeah. the deal. Tight ends excluded. Three wide receivers, so right, you don't yeah. get your you don't get your cleaner. That's or, fine. That's fine. Three I'm still wide with receivers that were the it. best on that that team. You're Indy. Oh, you know what? That, 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 you that, changing that, your bet well, now? Well, because I got to think about it. How many touchdowns were the fucking tight ends for Indianapolis? It's like out of, out of his forty touchdowns, half of them are going to tight ends. So I love T. Y. Hilton. I don't. I, I like Andre Johnson being there, but I don't like his touchdown production. If I'm looking at total fantasy points, so ah. Oh. QB plus top three wide receivers. This, like, this sounds like Houdini at, at, at yeah. Dairy Queen staring at the menu. <laughs> I got dilly bar? Yeah. I don't want a dilly no. bar. <laughs> I had a malt ball yesterday. <laughs> uh, today I need a Snickers and Reese. Oh, no. Look at that cookies and cream. All right. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Are you telling me they're out of Reese's and they want me to have a Heath bar? <laughs> they think Heath bar is the same as Reese's? <laughs> I... Can I? Uh, let's okay. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take I like a dark score horse. bars better than Heath bars. I'm gonna take a dark horse. I'll take Atlanta. I was thinking about it was between Atlanta and them for me for sure. All right, all right. Oh, that's a good. That's it was between Atlanta. Do you want to change yours now? No. Okay. No. I feel pretty good about this right now. No, I like mine. Huh? I like it because I agree with Houdini. There's a lot of tight end action there, and I don't like. As we said before, ten, ten, less than ten minutes ago, I hate the running backs in Atlanta. I'm so bad at betting. I'm <laughs> totally gonna lose so much. Stanks is like, Stanks is like, I've just made my next five months rent <laughs> off these two idiots. <laughs> Take twenty to talk, twenty to talk. He's like, I thought uh, he was talking like, his way all the way to. The, no, this is the best I'm writing down all the bets too, so I'm changing everything. You're also the guy that said before, you know, this kid's trying to keep it under a certain amount of money, and now we're no. we're probably at like five hundred dollars. Well, now bets. I know he's with the goon squad. We're taking a picture of that before you can start uh, altering it. Actually, what do you think I've been doing? We can go back to the tapes. What do you, think, what do you right. think I've been doing this entire time? If we catch you live, if you catch you live once, you're like Bernie Madoff. That's a that's a Ponzi scheme. You're out. Well, when you it comes to forfeit all winnings, forfeit all money. Yes. <laughs> there's even the slightest. All right, let's talk a little and, bit more. And it's it's marked in our uh, in our in our where my documenting all of our uh, podcasts. All bets off is is marked as this podcast. So when we know where to go to look, it's right here. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one to know. So here's a, here's something to consider. Let's oh, talk about the Washington Seahawks. Redskins. Let's, let's talk about the Seahawks. I like the Redskins. Okay, hold on. Seahawks. You go. Let's do Seahawks because they're a better team. We can probably talk more about it. Seahawks running. Beast mode. 30th. We talked about that a little already, though. You did? Well, Dog I mentioned how he felt that uh, that's what I played. Matchup proof. That's when I, that's when I played the Skittles uh, uh, audio on him. And ah, I screwed him up yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, he, he is, and again, and I, and I think we've, we've over kind of talked Seattle in all of our podcasts. Good, 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 about yeah, Jimmy Graham being there, what it's okay, going to bring. Well, I agree. So. Sorry. I, Let's go to Washington. We don't talk about them as much. Alfred Morris has a top six run schedule, and Dog keeps putting him higher and higher in his rankings. And I'm like, Dog, it's Alfred Morris. He still hasn't caught the ball in like six years. And, you know, he keeps moving up, and I'm like, why, why, why? And then he sends me the strength schedule, and he's top six. And I'm like, he's clever girl. <laughs> Clever rookie, Ricky. Ah, uh, you know, fuck you guys. 
Yo, no, when Dog was here, he had my back, and now it's well, like, yo, it's yeah, I'll tell you every this time because... anything happens, like, you weren't even born yet. That's how he's got your back. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Alfred Morris, top six run schedule. You know, they. One of the things that are talking about right now, one of the things going on is, you know, uh, he did not say. That Matt Jones will not eat into his carries. Yeah, that's okay. Yes, I was gonna, that's who I was going to bring up. He did. Uh, Gruden did not say that. So you got to think like, uh, be a little bit skeptical. But I still think he's a clear cut top fifteen back. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I can push him up into top twelve range. I like him right around. T- if I get him top fifteen, when Melvin Gordon's going top fourteen. And I don't know exactly what I'm going to get out of Melvin Gordon, but I know exactly what I'm going to get out of Alfred Morris. A thousand yards and ten touchdowns. See, I, I don't know. I, I, I really worry about Matt Jones. This is a third-round pick, okay, which for running backs these days is basically like a second-round pick. Um, and you look at him, this is a big dude. This is, uh, when, I look at, when I look at Matt Jones, 6'1", 235 pounds. Does that not say Alfred Morris? And did Jay Gruden draft Alfred Morris? No. Does Jay Gruden have any any reason to be that tied to Alfred Morris? Has Alfred Morris been all that amazing for him last season while he had him? No. No. Not. not none so much to the fact where he drafted Matt Jones in the third round. So to me, knowing the the length of running backs, I understand the strength of the schedule. This is one of those ones where I kind of think it's a um, Alfred Morris has been a great running back. Uh, let's 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 be honest. Hardworking, the Mazda driver, uh, you know, souping up the old the old piece of POS and, and driving it around. But he's been hit or miss. He's been in every other season. That's dude. the thing, and he's not been consistent. And you can't get. You know, you're getting nothing from the. It's all he needs to be a power back, getting everything on the ground because he never, like you said, catches a pass. And it's peaks or valley. Do you think it's a valley this year, or do you think it's a peak? I think. I think. Depending on where he's going, if you're going to reach up where Dog thinks he's going to be right now, then I think that you're. I have him as a top ten back. I don't. Top ten? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I don't. Oh, where do I have him? I mean, look. Yeah, let's look. I mean, I, I, mean, I, got... I mean, last season he rushed for one thousand and seventy-four yards and eight touchdowns. Finished he, with ten. He's my nineteenth right now. Finished with ten point seven uh, points per game, and the year before that, he finished with ten point six. But the thing is, you also know you're going to get him for 16 games, and he's going to provide your 13. He's going to provide yeah. decent production for you every game. 13. He's not going to be. He's that prototypical running back too, where he's going to get you, you know, nine to 13 points every week, and it's going to be pretty much constant. Uh, and if he scores a couple touchdowns, that's when you'll get the big games. But he's got Daryl Young, who's been a bit of a vulture uh, from the fullback position, and help. You know, when was the last time Robert Griffin threw a touchdown? Because he had like seven last season. So, so let me just clarify here for everyone um, where we are. And Robert, Stag, Stag run, is, run him in that. T- Stags, you got him at sixteen right now. Stags at sixteen. Noonan, you're the you're at thirteen. I'm at nineteen, and Dogs at ten. So this is the guy that we're we're kind of we're kind of split on, on on thinking. But when I look at it, the reason why Matt Jones thing scares me so much. When you're a power back, and they spend the top three round draft pick. On a power, another power back. <laughs> that spells to me that I your days are limited, at least limited with this team. Now, this is also the NFL that is different than it has been in years past, right? With the extended trade deadline, we've actually seen trades happen. Now we've seen running backs being traded. Now Trent Richardson was not a success. 
in, in the trade to Indianapolis, but we've seen it happen because also teams know what's the easiest position that can transfer over. And, and here's a guy that could be a very interesting trade bait. This is a guy who I think this year might be the Redskins, you know, as a team, Stags, do you think the Redskins are a competing team for the playoffs? No, I think they suck balls. Right. I believe that that's the case as well. So if you are in that situation, you're that team, what is your one chip of value? It's Alfred Morris. You know, RG3 has no value because nobody wants to, to, to pick up what that potential is unless they, they know it. No. Um, you're, you're, Pierre Garçon is an aging wide receiver who's well beyond what he was. Alfred Morris is still in the prime. There are plenty of teams out there that always need help at running back. And, and Deshaun Alfred Jackson Morris, is a good play. But that's only if Gruden but, but wants to start trading the good black players. Well, yeah. And Deshaun Jackson is also not a, is, is also a guy that had, comes with a lot of baggage. So you're not going to get a lot in trade value return for a guy like that. Alfred Morris is a model citizen. Alfred Morris is a hard worker. Alfred Morris is good in the red zone. You talk about for a bad team who drafted this guy and says, maybe we can turn Alfred Morris into something, whether it be... In the before we get to the season, or whether we're six weeks into the season, we're we're two and four, or we're one and five. Time to make a move. Let's ship Alfred Morris and let's get ourselves something for him. To the New England Patriots, yeah, one of their thousand picks. Here's, Why not? Well, they don't have a thousand picks anymore because the league took them. Oh, that's a good point. Wano oh. took in a lot of picks as well. Val Verde, see you guys. I'm so glad you're here. There you go. <laughs> Sticking the same thing. <laughs> but uh, one it? of the reasons I like Matt Jones is because he can catch the ball. Uh, he's he was brought in pretty much to be this team's third down back this season. Uh, when they don't really have a guy except for like uh, Silas Red and other guys who are more complimentary pieces, who are more just running back depth rather than actual compliments. This guy is jacked. Dude's huge. Uh, like he is scary looking on the field. So. I think he's going to be mostly a third down back, and you're still going to get you know, your 1,000-plus yards and 8 to 10 touchdowns from Alfred Morris. You just got to know and expect to draft him a little bit with tempered expectations. Uh, I, I think drafting him top 10 like Dog wants to is a little high for my blood. But right around 15 to 17, I like him a lot more. I don't, I'm not saying I like him more than Melvin Gordon because I think he can do some more things. But he's right there. If if you're looking for a safer guy, if you drafted one of those, you know, boomer bust type prospects and you need a safer guy as your running back too, you can do a lot worse than Alfred Morris and know that you're gonna get nine to thirteen points on pretty much any given week. I agree, and I like the way they've got a little bit of roundedness about their offense through the strength of schedule. And I'm just mad that Doug left, because this would have been the, the, a great chance for us to have a bet. He has him as the number ten. Would he bet that he would be a top 10, a top 12? I will take that action. Yeah. So, dog, write it down. Call see, <laughs> write, it down. <laughs> write it down and see if he'll take that action. Dog, we got a question for you. Right you down. want that bet? Take call, that call bet. Call a friend. Write it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but with the Redskins, RG3's got a sit number six schedule either uh, as well. So, a favorable, favorable. And the wide receiver's number seven. That whole deal means the quarterback running back wide receiver situation has a light schedule, a really light schedule. Obviously, it's not as great for the tight end, but overall, I think that's promising for the offense. And we're talking about fantasy football. We're not talking about Mazdas. 
We're not. That that was my the hope. Bentley. That was my hope for the entire conversation was to talk about Mazda's things. You're I not, I think things I know. Can we talk about the inline motor and you know the rotary and things I like? <laughs> Football. Who gives a crap? The <laughs> Indian is such hey, a great it's job. Safari being, time. It's being safari quiet. time. The first couple times he came in, the last two, it's been like. I think he knocked over a glass. Like walked no, that wasn't, that wasn't that wasn't me through I'm the glass. Okay, that was just me through the trees. Because I tried to not walk in front of uh, your machete? microphone this time. So Where's I know. All you need is a you know what? No, I, I, I'm not allowed to have a machete anymore because I had an incident when I was in uh, uh, in got, college. I have a scar from a machete on my on my right hand. We were I was a uh, philanthropy chair for my fraternity house, and we were hosting a mountain bike race. Uh, was the uh, so you needed a machete? Why? No, because we had to clear the path, and so I was at at the track clearing the path. So me and a bunch of guys that gave us all these old rusty machetes. I'm 19 years old, whatever, cutting through the the, the wickets. My right arm gets tired, so I start using my left and cutting through, and then whack went through and hit my right hand and then split open my finger. This is a guy that has. Band-aids on how many fingers right just now? Just one, just one. He's got band-aids on his fingers right now. So I think we can. it's safe to say <laughs> those alien fingers that I pointed out in a Facebook post at one point are usually getting bloodied and having cuts on them. There's something weird going on with those hands. I've been building a lot lately. It's like aliens. I've like been that. building. Here's somebody we don't talk a lot about. And we. I think we're all pretty uh, close in our consensus of him. Of Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, I like Jonathan He's got Stewart. the number two ranked stri- strength of schedule uh, for the entire season. But in the fantasy playoffs, like last season, he has the top uh, opportunity at that point. Wow. So, Jonathan Stewart is a guy who might nudge up a couple spots for me. Uh, the Daily Show, Jonathan Stewart might be leaving it. But the Daily Show, if it's on Sundays and Mondays this season, it's going to be still prime. That was one of the guys that I was looking at, like, maybe I can make a bet on Jonathan Stewart. And I'm like, eh, no, everybody likes Jonathan Stewart. Let's be honest. We kind of like him like we like. Five or five. We like him like we like. Man! That's Xanadu it right into the car now. You Xanadu-ed it. I like you moving through beers a little faster now that you're not drinking these. Dark Imperials. Well, we're into summer, so you know. You, oh, you're, you're lighten, moved, you're, lighten it up. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta kind of come back around. This is also we are in the midst of uh, Chicago Craft Beer Week (CCBW), oh. okay. which will come to a culmination in my neighborhood on Saturday with a uh, huge festival in Wells Park from twelve to five. I oh didn't get tickets that were sixty-five bucks, but they got about. I don't know, sixty-five or a hundred and five something. Breweries. Sold out. Yeah, I think uh, so. Fun stuff well, actually happens in your neighborhood. I didn't know that. Hell yeah, man! <laughs> Lincoln Square and in, in, uh, North Center is half in place. I mean, okay, back to Jonathan Stewart a little bit. What's we up have, with you, East Rogers Park? We have very, <laughs> we have very little variance <laughs> in our rankings of Jonathan Stewart. East so, dog has him twenty-two. D Rex has him at twenty-four. Uh, I've got him at. Uh, 21 or 20, and Houdini has him at 20. That's like one of the players we agree the most on, and we're nobody's ready to push him up above that you know 20 mark though. And because of what I said, injury he could easily, easily be number 40, number 35. He's number five if he's healthy all season. 
because finally he doesn't have uh, you know D'Angelo around, but he's 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 easily the most feast or famine guy, and you're gonna have to go like we said by our numbers. He's not. He's gonna. Go, he's gonna get drafted higher than you really want to take him. Well, I, I don't given know. his track record, we're we're in consensus with the pros. His twenty-two at uh, amongst running backs. But that's not even the funny part. The funny part is their Yahoo rankings have him at ninety-six overall, and their fantasy pros ranking have him at forty-one. So that's a well, that's a variance right wow. there. Double. It's half. Like wow. Wow. So you're thinking about it in that respect. It still averages out to 22. But if I'm drafting him in a Yahoo League, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> you know, that, that's a great point, too. It's like when we look at ADPs, it's like, let, let, let's, pump a, let's pump a website here. So Fantasy Pros, uh, mm-hmm. right? And, and you're able to see this, right? You can see who all the um, different rankings are by all, for each player by all the different outlets. This is one of those things that if you know that all your leagues are on Yahoo!, or all your leagues are on CBS, or all your leagues are on ESPN, what mock drafts ADPs should you be concerned with? Should it be with the consensus, or should it be with Yahoo? (laughs) It should be a bit of both. You should look at the consensus. Well, for your other people, but for yourself, it's for for you. What I'm saying is, where do you want to... I understand where you're going with it. It, it, To to understand where where the general consensus is on a player... If you're listening to us, we're giving you where the general consensus yeah. is in our, in our in our draft kit and everything else. No, we're but not. We're I'm giving saying, you better than the general consensus. We'll call it we're correct. But what I'm saying is what you need to do is for that ADP where you're looking because when – especially I'm amazed. Like Yahoo will screw up on a ton of players. But then a couple of the major gems that you have, they have them ranked way up there and they make their they make their risks on a certain uh, amount of players but know who those ones are yeah and Travis Kelsey's that, gonna be number five or so, something so know that <laughs> what is he right now with Yahoo no no you don't know it doesn't matter but, so, but they move the closer to the draft they're they're moving their their players around yeah. oh, yeah, Yahoo's one of those ones that seem like they'll just stay bad <laughs> right like I play on Yahoo leagues and it's like how do they have this guy ranked number 94 but it's I'll like, s- I've got him at 52. Right, and there's like certain guys that I, that I think I'm going to get a value on, and I'm like, oh, I'm waiting for this guy. But if I would have known to look where Yahoo had that guy ranked and knew that he had them ranked, they had them hidden ranked higher, well, then i got to say, okay, in Yahoo Leagues, this gem that I have that I can use in every other league, I can't use it yet. Yep, yep. But now I have these other gems that I'm going to use, and I'm not going to focus on this guy because... Because what happens? It's the automatic selector. All the other players have gone, and he now pops into the next top ten best available players. And that's where you get screwed in drafts. So that's why I like to look at these things and find out where certain sites, and I only have one Yahoo site, but so it's like I'm always looking for CBS, where they I'm are. Doing no, I'm doing none on Yahoo anymore. But one thing I just realized that we're going to put in this, in this uh, next draft kit is an empty... Tears sheet that's just literally empty for people to put their stuff into your team name here because the truth is just be going and you'll be reading our tears in there. the draft kit. Just and there, there's a blank tier spot there's for a blank, you. in the in the draft kit. But yeah. What I'm saying is a secondary um, Excel sheet. So outside of that, because we're going to start putting secondary and mm-hmm. ancillary pieces within the the draft kit for the next round. But what I basically the reason why I say that is take our I know where it is. I know what you're talking about. Uh, it's in a tab. I know. It's in our tears tab. Uh, what I what I want to do though is just let people know is setting up your tiers and using your tiers. If you're going any point and you're listening to us on a weekly basis, and then at any point 
you're going and setting up your draft room initially based on Yahoo or whatever site, CBS Sportsline, if you're on Fanball, which is what now, RTS Sports, if you're on whatever it is, and you're going by the prefabricated rankings list of one of these sites, and you're listening to us right now, slap yourself in the head. And then after you wake up from the pain, or if you, the, the, the sting is away, start creating your own stuff. You're listening to us, you're reading these stories on whatever site you love, you're checking out rankings by experts that you trust, not to steal them and use them verbatim and say, I like this guy, I'm going, that's not the way you win. Take, take all of the people's, take your own mind, learn the information, create them yourself, if you are not doing that, I promise you, I promise you, be influenced, find reference, find people that you trust and love. If you're not doing that and making them your own, you are not winning championships. There's just no question about it. This is the one thing that we've always preached at Pyro, is that you have to not be a robot. We're not here to train people to be robots. You hear us argue all the time about different things that, that, we're, that we're coming up with. What we want you to do is to have the freedom to make up your own mind. Yeah, tacos are good. Tacos and freedom. I want a freedom taco. You go, have the freedom to make up your mind. We, this is why in our, in our draft kit, too, we're not, we're not just showing you our collective tiers. We're showing you how did we get to our collective tiers. And that's through my tiers. That's through D-Rex's tears. That's through Stag's tears. That's through Dog's tears. And if you listen to us and you have certain things or maybe you, you, you find that you gravitate toward one person or whatever, but also seeing how where we differ, it, it helps you to make a more clarity on, on your own decision. It's like anything. It's called research. Research leads to more information. More information leads to more educated decisions. So take all this research that we're giving you and make your educated decisions based on our research. Don't use our research verbatim, you don't have to. We're, we're here trying to show you that you'll become better by using our research and melding it to your own use. Absolutely. I mean, you've got to take the information you see from other places and apply it, you know, um, to your own needs. That It's not the way you only win championships. It's also the way you have fun playing fantasy football. Yeah. And if you're not having fun, then who gives a fuck? Why, what are you doing it for? I mean, yeah, you could be great. You could win you know, money, daily fantasy, but you're not, if you're not having fun, it doesn't fucking matter. Let's have a sidebar about that because this is something that I think that, that happens a lot. And I've experienced it because, you know, playing fantasy for since 1996 like, like I have, I've been through leagues that have, I've gotten in and gotten out of. I've they had, snapped the fun out of that shit? Or I've had... Owners who I've allowed into leagues and then kicked out of leagues, or people who I no longer do leagues with because of these reasons. This is what I think <clears throat> it gets to a point of competitiveness with some people where it's like it, the fun is gone. You need to have that fun aspect in there. This is this is a, a pure joy. It, it's, it's you're playing, foot, watching football, making a game out of it, and, and and doing it with your friends. Okay, it's like for me, it's it's. As I've gotten older, it's the perfect way to keep in touch with some guys that I'll never see otherwise except for once or twice a year. And every time I get to talk to them, at least it's going to be talking about football. So we, we're going to keep this thing in common. And then maybe where these would have been, people would have been lost from my life otherwise. And then you, you'll never have a chance to have a bigger connection with them further down the road. Fantasy football is, 
you know, men lose their friends a lot when they get married. I thought so, you were going to say do the opposite. You're like, as I've gotten older, I've lost all my friends. No, no, no I've got no, none of my friends. I'm the connector for everyone because I was like, I'm, I'm the last hang, hanging single guy out there. So like, my Wait, friends, my friends you're are not single. So well, right, not no, well, but not married. Oh, hope the old living ain't listening to the podcast. Not, not at what hour are we in? Not at two hours or whatever. No, <laughs> maybe the first hour, half hour. Is that our last one star review? It's like, ooh, I fucking hate that guy, yeah. Houdini. <laughs> Houdini's always, he's always cheating <laughs> with Pyro. He's cheating on me. He's always looking at fantasy pros. Why is he always on that type? <laughs> That would be a good... Wait, he did it. Um, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he did every movie. There's no original thought. All right, I got a bet. Jimmy Graham is going to be outside. You know what I'm going to change? I said fourth or lower. Just because I made some stupid bets already, I'm going to keep it there. I don't want to bring it even lower. But Jimmy Graham will be fourth, tight end, or lower. I'm not going to be top three. I'll take it. You're in? I'm in. 20? Yep. Go high. Go high. We're making noise. (laughs) Don't hurt me. (laughs) All right. Come on. You got that? No, I don't got that. No, write it in. You got got, it. No, I got it. No, no. I don't have that. (laughs) I'm playing with my beard. I'm sorry. You're playing with your beard. You're playing with your beard a lot. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just so impressive. Hopefully the Blackhawks can win the Stanley Cup soon because I need to trim it a little bit. But I can't until it's over. No, this is your playoff beard. This is a strong You do have a Jonathan Taves type beard. You're like, the beard is only growing in certain places. No, it's Heck. a monk's beard. It's not a bad beard. It's a monk's beard. No, it's, it's like, I always thought I've, I've got a neck beard, I admit it. Yeah, it's a neck beard. No, the chin hanging guard. Out. No, the chin guard. The chin guard. <laughs> it is. It's, you, 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 you if somebody order, hit the upper upper neck, neck, I would not feel that shit. <laughs> well, it's awesome, though, because you have like, you, you could go for November. With the sweet ass mustache that you have going on right now, and like, shave the rest. It's like, let me put you in like a, a tight eyes on or something, and like we'll we'll freak out the ladies at a, at a, at a, at a country club. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about, and I want you to show. Let's that. put it on the Underhills tab. <laughs> Let's put it on the Underhills tab. Oh, I liked it, John Manfrenson. All right, what else do we see in trend wise here? And then you know, I think we can. One thing I'll do, I'll do a quick pyro promo. Okay. We've done this uh, many weeks in a row, and I, I, I implore, I, I gave you guys a, a much love last week on going to iTunes, subscribing to our show. I think a lot of you guys that are listening right now do that and get this automatically fed to you. If you're coming across us for the first time or have been just coming back to the website to check out the podcast manually just because you know that you want to hear us, awesome. We love that. But go to iTunes, do a search for Fantasy Football Fire, track down our podcast. Subscribe to us, but also while you're there, help us out. Give us a review. Give us a five star rating. Go in. You, and, and we need we need the audience and the feedback from you. I'm not gonna say anything more. I talk about it every podcast, but please, I gotta be honest. Since last week's podcast, I think we lost one. We had 99, and now we have 98 since how, last how week's podcast. How can we find how, it? How, <laughs> yeah. How, how did somebody delete it? So, that means listeners, if you haven't given us an iTunes review and you listen and use us through iTunes, you're being a dick. (laughs) What did I do?
Yeah. Well, now we just got a one-serve of you because he calls yeah. him a dick. That's fine. <laughs> Come on. We're sitting here. We're having fun. We're throwing this stuff down. We work hard on this stuff. All we're asking is for a friggin' free review. Sounds tough. Somebody stole all of the mild salsa. <laughs> yes. All right. That's what it feels like. It One does. team we haven't really talked about, I think, at all in either of the shows today is the San Diego Chargers. San Diego Super, Super Chargers! Chargers. Oh, I, I, that was a beat too soon. <laughs> uh, we got Melvin Gordon. Mm-hmm. You know, potential, you know, probably right now, at this point, the undisputed leader in the Rookie of the Year race. Undisputed <sighs> is probably a tough call, but, okay, the leader in the Rookie of the Year race. Looking at it right now, to guaranteed opportunities right here, right now, with Gurley potentially missing some games, being held out. I agree. He, he probably has the at the running back position definitely has the most shining opportunity right now to get a lot of touches and play a lot of football. And Suits uh, actually put together a piece for us. Uh, it's going to be target touches and loss, sort of review from last season. Uh, a little bit of a different way of looking at it. Uh, when it comes to running backs. Pretty much the only thing that matters in their actual end-of-season scoring is their number of touches. Touches are the end-all, be-all when it comes to running backs. And that's not so much the case for wide receivers and tight ends because of that you know, touchdown differential and the things they could do with in terms of yards per catch that running backs can't do with yards per carry. You know, you get a wide receiver who gets 15 yards a catch, and you get a running back who gets maybe five yards a carry. So, running backs have to get touches to finish in the top echelon of running backs in scoring. So, Melvin Gordon has that opportunity on a golden platter. Uh, they say he's going to be their three-down back. I don't know if that's necessarily true. That's probably a little bit of hyperbole. Uh, for 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 people out there, uh, I well think said. He, well, for said. other people, hyperbole. Well, well said. <laughs> I think for the you know the more educated people, Danny Woodhead will get the third down work, mm-hmm. and it'll be Melvin Gordon. But in the end zone, near the goal line, uh, first and second down with some third down you know touches. So with that you know thing in mind. This guy's a locked-in top 15 option for me. I don't know about for you guys. The franchise, and I'll let you go. I've got one thing. The franchise needs to sell his jerseys to legitimize the pick at a running back in the top 16 or what have you, 17 picks. They need it for their stadium walls there in the middle. They need nothing but a fan base, and they're going to bludgeon this guy to make sure that he seems like he's the next LT. He's not going to be. He might be a great running back, could be, but they are going to give him, like you said, as a rookie, the running back opportunities out the wazoo. He's going to be playing a ton. I think it's going to be more series-based, where he's going to be a third, three down back uh, through series, and then they're going to spell him with uh, Woodhead, who's awesome. But they are going to try and make this guy be the face of San Diego. Well, I agree with everything you said there. I, I think that you're right about all those things. But when I look at San Diego... I'll say here's the things that are the positives for him. He has Philip Rivers, who's an experienced quarterback, who can be able to diagnose a defense and audible out of a disastrous play 
that is called for him and, 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 and set him into a better situation. But the other thing that I think that I, that I worry about more in the negatives is, what does San Diego have on offense to protect him? You have an aging Antonio Gates. You have a Keenan Allen who made a regression in his second year from his first year. Who's the second wide receiver? There's Malcolm Floyd, who's been the second wide receiver there for, like, forever. Uh, who's the third wide receiver there now? Because he got Stevie rid of Ben Royal. So, Stevie, Stevie Johnson, Johnson. Which, his, we'll his, better than we think. so far his experience, uh, maybe, but so far his experience on the West Coast has not been good. Uh, up, <laughs> yeah, up north, yeah. up in, in San Francisco. So, what I see right now is a bunch of aging has-beens with... A young or never run- was right, or never was with a running back that has potential. But I worry that that, that teams are going to eventually just go. You know what? Fine, I'm going to shut Melvin Gordon down. We're going to shut your running game down. Go ahead, Philip. You beat us with this ragtag bunch of guys that you got out there throwing the ball to. I disagree with Noonan on this. He was going to be the face of LA. <laughs> there you go. Ah. There you go. Uh, but also, you know, I, I'm higher on Philip Rivers than most. Because he was tearing it up, having an MVP season. First five, and, six weeks. Until, you know, he got hurt and had an injury from everybody uh, with this same ragtag bunch of receivers. And he's done it with what seems like a ragtag bunch uh, pretty much his whole career, uh, except for the monster that was LT. And, you know, Vincent Jackson. He made Vincent Jackson. No, that was, that was well... Vincent Jackson's gone on to have a couple pretty good seasons. But well, that was where we had the discussions. Was it Philip Rivers that made Vincent Jackson? Was it Vincent Jackson that made Philip Rivers? But they I think both was, were very, they're both very good players. But it was Philip Rivers that made right. Vincent yeah. Jackson. There's but no doubt. His strength of schedule is tied for 18th. Uh, so it's tough. In the playoffs, it's 26th. But it's 12th for Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Uh, 20th. Oh, 12th in the playoffs. 25th in the regular season and 12th okay. in the playoffs. Which, which, so he's yeah. also got another strength of schedule that's tough. And just in general, San Diego has a tough strength of schedule. So you keep looking at it, and they keep finding ways to get on a roll and sort of dominate. I don't know. Running backs, full year, San Diego running backs is the 12th easiest strength of schedule. Weeks 1 through 17, 12 for San Diego. Running back for Malvin Gordon. So, so that, that you know, that's where you know, and in the playoffs for them, weeks fourteen through sixteen, San Diego. I think it gets tougher on them. No, no, number eight for for uh, for them in the playoffs. So for Melvin Gordon, if he's able to get through the rookie wall, this is where it's going to be huge for him because again, you're drafting these rookie running backs, and you got to make sure are they going to be able to produce for you in the playoffs. That's that's important and. If the schedule gets easier at that point in time, especially for a rookie running back, I like that a lot. Well, here's one thing. I, I might botch the quote who it's from, but I think it might have been from LaDainian Tomlinson. Maybe it was from uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, the uh, Marshall Falk, but one of the NFL Network running back studs, Hall of Famers, said, if I was to compare a Gurley and a Melvin Gordon, just purely on situation and their rookie season, Philip Rivers is going to teach Melvin Gordon the intricacies of the system. That's, that's great. He's point. going to be there for him. He's going to really talk him up, coach him up, be there. I mean, think about it. that guy is a great, great leader. Then you go and you're Gurley 
and you got a disheveled offense. Fisher's never really been able to figure <laughs> Nick it out. Foles. Fisher's mo is going to be to literally drive Gurley into to the ground, like he did with Eddie George, like he's done with many players. Yeah, right. Uh, but you've got a Nick Foles or or Austin, whatever his name is, versus a, a Rivers, and I think for that. The, the playing field levels with Gurley and, and Gordon a bit just because of the surrounding situation. And we know how important it is. It does, you can be, when you're a rookie and you're in the wrong situation, you can be the next Walter Payton but be out of the league in three years. It happens every year. Every year. Every year. To, every to year. ten players that are great. That's why it's like certain players that, that's why when I mentioned earlier in this podcast where I'm telling you, where I'm, Ecstatic about a guy that I really think, who the dog hated the the, the Michigan Patriot uh, Devin Funches, yeah. my, my Carolina Panther, um, huge guy was basically a tight end. You yeah. know, never counted on to do all these things. And all the articles that I've read, re- been reading on him is that where they project him, the guys that see him and they compare him to where Calvin Benjamin was last year, they say he's better, and they say. You know, it's interesting. You wouldn't have thought they already thought had the big size guy. Why would you go after this guy? Yeah, and it's, you and, offset that. And, and right with Greg Olson too. So it's like they and they still don't have like that that burner in that offense. But that's with why Cam I like Newton, Philly is a sleeper. But this is also why I like him too because I, I look at well, what's the system that they're in? Do you need to have a burner? Maybe with Cam Newton, who could like you know create the extra space or whatever. But. These guys with their body size and control and Cam's ability to, to, to continue to extend a play, you don't think you can set yourself up to an advantage where he can box a guy out 20 yards downfield and, and make easy catches and, 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 and touch down for efficiency? He surprised right. everyone with the speed, size, athleticism. It's... It, 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 don't you it's a think, different day. It's a, you don't need to be... You don't need an Andrew Hawkins that's quick and in and out and a slot receiver... It's almost better for a Cam Newton. A lot of these guys, you said it, you've been saying it for years. The size of the wide receiver position, the speed gap is closed, so why not have a guy that's five inches taller and 20 pounds heavier? And this is the Stronger. point for Cam Newton. It's about do you have the right pegs in the right holes, right? Is Cam Newton the guy that needs to have that T.Y. Hilton wide receiver? Not really. He had the Steve Smith and, and, and he used it, but then he overused it, right? What he is, more, and he's not like really a touch guy. So do the deep ball is some stretch the field guy. That's not what his game it's is. Not necessarily where he excels. Yeah, right. But what his game is, and, and where it's going to be, and this is this is why it's important. They're looking yeah, at mid range. You know what? He's not going to be this amazing running quarterback that he's going to be for the next three years. He's going to start, and he's showed it. He started to develop more into a pocket passer. He's being a more accurate a passer. Remember that. What? Four, he had four thousand yards as a rookie. No, I know, but but what I'm saying is. His accuracy percentage, his completion percentage has improved, and he's become a better actual quarterback. Okay, and that team is good. And that team is good, and and it's been good with him sacrificing what he was doing with the 15 touchdowns rushing in his rookie year to the to the was it nine touchdowns and down to six, and it's like this is why we look at Jonathan Stewart. Now he's the lone back. They're becoming more of a pro style offense there. Okay, it's like just straight up. Two wide receivers. You get your tight ends. You get your, you get your running back with a fullback, and you go in the eye formation, or you run your or your split back formation, and you're, and this is how you go. And what Cam Newton can do is is they're, they're not looking to make the quick strike plays. 
They're looking to control the, the, the clock, then have their defense take the ball away from you in three plays, and then continue to do to, to bust. I your just ass. want to see a heartbeat from him. How high are you on Funches? <laughs> um, pretty high. Like, well, okay, where do I have him in my tiers? I gotta see where I'm, I have. I'm just sort of looking for an overall I number. Look at the so game. I'm looking at like, so I, I, can I would draft him. I will draft him in like round 13, 12, 13. Where do you think he ends up? Any idea? I, I think I he ends think up a way to make a bet. Yeah, I, well, because I think he'll end up. Well, here, okay. You talking about something else? Give me one second. I'll formulate the bet for where I will tell you he'll end up. I got an. I got a The bet should be Funches has more fantasy points than um, Dogmatica has fungus. Among us. Fungi? Fungi. So you'd have to some, have multiple some, funguses to have some uh, jock, some jock itch. <laughs> uh, so, so I have him at 53 right now. So we're here, where we all have him collectively, do, do, you want, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. It, it's got to be down in the 60s or uh, late 50s. Uh, here's the thing. I, I mean, are you going to say he finishes as the top 50 wide receiver? I, I would say that. I, yeah, I will. Then you're up. All right, 20 bucks. Top 50. Done. All I right. like that bet for you. Yeah, I, I, I like that one too. Because to be honest, I thought, it was, I thought it was garbage. I thought it was garbage picked uh, last year. So here's what we have. He's, he's uh, Benjamin, uh, right now Benjamin. Stags. You, uh, Dog has him. At, no, Stags has him at 66. Uh, Noonan, you got, uh, D-Rex, you got him at 63. Uh, 56 is where I have him, and Dog actually has him higher than I do at 51. So I, I'm believing in it because, again, I, I'm liking everything that system. I see there. Right, system. Uh, I look at other receivers that are around. Who's the other wide receiver besides those two that you have there? Jericho Kashi. Right, Brown. thank you very much. That's and I like Billy Brown, but the one thing I also like about the Sponches is they can kind of intersperse. We know that Olsen lines up as a receiver all the time. Now all of a sudden inside, you can right. move these guys and split these guys up, and they're just all really tall and big. So I think there's going to give him a lot more fluidity, fluidity and flexibility. He's a rookie, but he actually he's a sm- obviously a smart guy coming uh, coming from a, a school where you, you kind of got to be a bit. catch. I don't think his problem has been catching. He's made some big. He's plays. got like 18 drops. Yeah, but last season <laughs> he had a lot. No, of touch- no, no, no. He had a lot of touchdowns. He, he's not. He's not like Sammy Coates. He's he's got. He's he's better than that. Sammy Coates is a guy that was more of the droppy guy. Funches is just. He's such a, a matchup nightmare, and he scored a lot of touchdowns for Michigan. Uh, what was it? You look up his college stats. I, I love looking at. To be honest, I love looking at a Michigan uniform. Dog, it's so good. He's not here, but. Anthony Carter, number one, grew up. Oh, I loved Anthony Eddie, Carter. You know, Funches wore number one. Like wearing that when you wear that Michigan uniform and you're wearing number one, you're it's already, about as dope as of, of a uniform. Right, as you right. here's, here's something funny that has nothing to do with but anything we're talking about. Okay, Devin Funches's NFL comparison. Any ideas? Rainbow. Do, no, 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 no. JJ Stokes. Gavin Escobar. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> NFL.com. Wow. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> well, no, 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 but here's the thing. But this is NFL.com because when he was coming out, he was a tight end. And so, but the, this is the whole thing when they were asking Carolina when they drafted him, did you draft him as a tight end? They said, no. We're drafting him yeah. as a wide receiver. Did he play hoops? I don't know. No, my, I don't know. He's 6'7 or whatever he is. He, he's ridiculously gifted as an athlete. Tagged with over 20 drops over the last three seasons. Three okay, seasons. You said 18 last year. Right. 20 over three. That's okay. six a year. I'll take Not it. Not too bad. 
And and the thing is this. But that's what he's known for, a case of the drops. Well, you also know this. There are players that you see in college who you just have to just realize that what system they're in. Does, is the Michigan system highlighted around the tight end? Hell no. It's well, always about wi- the wide he receiver. He played wide receiver there his final year. Oh. They moved him inside now. And I, and they had you, a crappy quarterback situation. Do you have who's his, now... Do you have bouncing his, around do you have the senior year, wide receiver. What were your senior year stats? I don't think they were even like, you know, touchdowns are good. Your average has never been that great. But I don't worry about that. It's like Michael Jordan. He only averaged, what, 18 points or 20 points a game yeah. in, in, in college? It was, but he was hitting his head on the, on the backboards, blocking people, and could do anything he wanted when he, when he was able there to. There are when athletes. Smith said, all right. We don't need. We want you to do this. You've got. 60, you've only got Worthy on the team and Sam Perkins, but we'll give you your moment to shine. Sixty-two catches with four touchdowns. That was the last year. Four touchdowns. How many games? Eleven. You played in all eleven. How many targets do you have that in there? No. No. All right. Let's. Uh. I think we only need a couple more conversations. I'm still confident here. in my bet. I like. I like. I like it all around. It's cl- it's gonna be close. Bunches of bunches. He's of not bunches. sitting there thinking it's gonna be in the thirties. It's gonna be a close bet. Right. But at the same time, Calvin Benjamin a year ago after they made that pick, you're sitting there like, uh, could be great, could not be, but it panned out. Well, he was the. These skates. Um, I don't know. These skates were given know. to me by my great great grandmother. Mm-hmm. She was from China. <laughs> so he needs like seven hundred yards and five touchdowns to get to fifty. Fine. I think that's easily I, I, accessible. I'm just saying that that's what the range is. All right, well, that's perfect. I like that range. Are you bummed out you did it now, or are you psyched? No. Because that's it. He's, when you he's got to catch the ball to, to do these things. Yeah, only not 20 drops. It's only six drops a year. <laughs> <laughs> Look up the percentage where you can find it of how many came last year, because it was like 12. All right, well, when, when a he, percentage of the amount of times I came. Um, Hello. Close to twenty drops. In a season, in a season, my balls drop <laughs> late. Woo! <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. I'm like, uh, I'm gonna, anytime I turn, it's like. <laughs> I've got one final bet. I don't know if you guys have any more. Um, Jeremy Macklin. Okay, I'm. I'm, I'm listening because I, I know you're higher than I am. Finishes with a thousand yards. I'll, I'll take it. Twenty bucks. You're on. Jeremy Macklin finishes a thousand yards. He ain't yep. gonna finish a thousand yards. I'm not gonna do that one. Alex, check down. Charlie was his name. Me and Houdini are gonna be at each other's throats all season. Charlie says, "Throw it to Jamal." I got a bet. Charlie says, "I can't throw it to Jeremy." I got a bet for you. It's not gonna be this beer, but stag party. You and your monster sodas. I'll give you twenty dollars. I've got it in my wallet. If you pound. One of my uh, one of my um, uh, ballast point double IPAs. <laughs> pound it. You gotta drink it like in thirty seconds. That, I'll give you twenty bucks. Pound. It's gotta be like pounds like within ten seconds. I'll do it. But you'll do it. Okay. All right. You guys keep talking about fancy. I gotta get it out of the fridge. So you'll do it in ten seconds. <laughs> I just, when did I agree to ten seconds? Well, you gotta pound. You gotta so pound I will it. slam the beer without taking my lips off. Okay. Except uh, that's beer. not something that I would ever do. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to write down this bet. So yeah, you got to keep, you, keep talking there, Houdini. I, I got to keep talking. Well, well yeah, I got to write down the bet, or else it doesn't count. Here, here's where I think it, look, look, I'm going to I'm going to throw my. my you want to talk Jeremy Macklin? No. Real quick? Well, yeah, I'll talk Jeremy Macklin. Here's why I don't think it's going to happen. It, you know, can I get a barring injury for that one? 
No, there's no barring injury. It's a thousand yards for a guy that had like almost fourteen hundred yards a year before. I think that it's fair enough to say you can even give him a glass. Would you like him to have him drinking out of a glass as, as opposed to? Uh, he's uh, up to. I don't think would he, he doesn't. Out of a bottle he's, of glass. he's never drank a beer out of a glass in his life. I'm a man. I drink Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's give it when you open okay, it up. Okay, so here, I'm going to give a little background story. Uh, make sure you don't spill it. This is a Ballast Point Brewing Company out of San Diego. We were talking about it. This is a Dorado. Well, good for the Chargers for him with his Melvin Gordon. You got yes, a San Diego this beer. This is a Dorado. It's a double IPA. The uh, It's a 10%. Oh. It's a 10%. <laughs> See, when I, why couldn't you give me all the details? When I drink this stuff, literally, I can take every sip I taste, I get more buzzed. This has been the longest six pack in my so, refrigerator. Is this for a, a bet? If I don't chug this thing, I have to give you twenty dollars, or I'm just chugging for twenty yeah. bucks. You're oh, right. all right. <laughs> you basically have twenty seconds to finish this thing, or I'm not giving you twenty bucks. Okay. Okay. So one thing I gotta say, Valverde, yeah, and you can't play any. I can see how you would think that, but I sell oranges. All right, okay. you can't play any funny things. No, no, not while you're drinking. Not while you're drinking. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Three, two, Watch one. One, one thousand. Two, one thousand. Three, one thousand. Four, one thousand. Five. Oh, you're. Oh, good. he's gonna Five. kill you. Six, one thousand. Seven, eight, one thousand. Oh, uh, you're busted. No, I wanted to. I, I want to pay twenty bucks. Oh, Stiggs. <sighs> yes. That's yes. done. That's a high five. Well done. That's an insta buzz. Oh, ten percent brain. That's like a whole night of drinking for you in one beer. That's like six, maybe seven. Here, now you're like. That's like seven. You're like tearing even more. <laughs> beep beep. I go, okay, and I just say, say you're driving, and so I just put it in their lap. Stags, amen. Stags, eyes, eyes are about as glassy as I've ever seen in my life. Holy shit! Except for that time we did Ellis. That one's yeah. one time. All right, now acid. I'll bet you, I'll bet you ten bucks you can't do another one. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody's still got to be able to drive you fuckers home. <laughs> true, true. We're all fucked. You're, you're uh, home already. I know. This podcast ain't gonna last long if we give another one of these. Oh. Amen, dude. That was. That was I'm just gonna tell you right now. That was a 10 percent beer. Is that gonna be the? You didn't even take, take a picture. Why did you take a picture for the cover for this? It, it, All bets oh, are off. We oh, can do it. Here, we did. We did. We did. It's basically we we, we get up. Oh, you gotta use your phone. Well, I gotta turn it on. <laughs> This is going well. Do it later. <laughs> we'll That's fake. what editing's for. We'll fake like we did it. Uh, I hope the people listening to this show are, are excited that we're having us. We decided this we were going to have fun this week. Yeah. We really decided. We're like, you know what? I just want to really have fun on the show this week. And we always do. But sometimes we just really want to let it go. Uh, that's case in point. And three years ago, we, did, we used to do Battle of the Network Stars, where we wouldn't talk about anything really fantasy. We would talk about fictitious... How we thought they were just <laughs> battles of wide receivers no. against each other no. and who won. Let At me the end, it was like Bruce Jenner lost to, to Stevie Fist. Oh, Bruce Jenner! Was Nothing up. about fantasy the whole show. Woo-woo. Making our own games up. Oh, God. Well, those of you who don't we know, too, more crazy. Those of you who don't know, the battle of the uh, it wasn't the battle of the network stars. It was the superstars. I know. I always say that. And the that. superstars was the competition where they had 
athletes from all different arenas, whether they were great swimmers, tennis players, hockey players, football players, and they matched them up in like the 50-yard dash or the 100-yard dash, the obstacle course, but bowling, uh, they had a uh, ping pong, they would play billiards against each other. It was swimming races. <laughs> swimming races. It was hilarious. It was on ABC. Stag, it was the greatest. Stag party's checking out the label. Checking the calorie content. Stag's looking at the label and like, what? what did I do here? Hold on. Hold on. I did it. I'm calorie counting, all right? You entering it into your health? Yeah. On your Apple iWatch? Yeah, the one that I watch my ass, the one that says I'm down 38 pounds is what I'm entering it into. Good work, dude. There We're you proud go. of you. We're awesome. proud of you. you are. Stag party, you're looking good, buddy. And that was sweet to see you drink some brew. That's, I think that's a great way to end this thing. That's, I, I agree. I want to do one more bet because I got one thing out there. All right. Um, I'm calling. Now uh, I'm playing with house money. Not, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. It's true. I'm going to call right now. Let me tell you, it's hard to collect from the house. <laughs> I'm well, you doubled or nothing. I had to no, double it up. No, no, I'm right until next year. I got 20 bucks, so you got that one. That, you're locked and loaded. <laughs> There's a reason why Vegas and <laughs> my Atlanta fifty. I gotta City. put it. Keep yeah. putting it on the house. We'll, Speaking hey, of Atlanta, we'll, we'll cop your room. Yeah, really? Yikes. Yikes! What's that big? What's that big neon sign pointing towards the refrigerator to buy us thirty dollars? That's beer. like my buddy Healy. We when we were like this was back when we worked at Enterprise like fifteen years ago. We were we used to go out. We worked at the airport and we were like dominating and making a ton of money as like assistant managers. There it was like ridiculous. We'd go out. We're playing pool. Started out, we just start going fifty bucks a game to start, and it got to the point where he owed me like fifteen hundred dollars, and then it came to the point where we came and then he oh. stabbed him. And, yeah. then, <laughs> and, then, and then the worst part, no, here's the worst part. He's a, he's from New Jersey. He's a Jet fan, and then it came to the point where like we the the Jets finally played in Chicago for the first time, and, and the Bears weren't even that good, but he hadn't paid me. I said five. Was, we, we bargained it down to five hundred, double or nothing on the on the Bears Jets wow, game. And I got. The and Jets beat the Bears, and I get nothing. That's like Merlot. He'll bet you until it's done or nothing. It's like, why am I even doing this? Not, no money's ever going to be exchanged. Great. I'm not going to be eight, 800 double or nothings, and then you're going to be like, okay, I'm up. But at the same time, Houdini, the reason why I call you Houdini is because Stags mentioned it. You did murder somebody. And <laughs> you're, right, you're, your, name, your name now is Eric Weiss, but it didn't used to be. It, Just like Houdini's it, name. It used to be Ronaldo. Jameson. Nehemiah. Ne- no, Jameson. <laughs> no, Nehemiah. Ronaldo Nehemiah? I was destroyed. I was destroyed on a crossing pattern in the in the Atlanta game. You were a track <laughs> you were a track star for sure. And destroyed on a crossing pattern when Quick I thought it was man to man defense. Quick was pets. Uh, Jimmy Graham. Uh, Kaepernick. Oh yeah, whatever you want. That. He'll be lower. Than, he'll be lower than whatever you think he's gonna be. I know. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I, I take it back. I, I take it back. No, I'm out. No Kaepernick bets anymore. Uh, we did the Kevin White. Okay, Todd Gurley. Most, uh, but we've done so many things with rookies. I'm gonna come up with something interesting right now. All right, I got one. Yeah. ODB, an ODB bet. Okay. Does not finish as a top three wide receiver. I'll take it. You think, okay. I'll take it. 20. I'll take it too. <laughs> Slap it. You're Slap it. it. Slap it. All right. Oh. Yeah, I'll take it. Put that in there, Trent. Put that in there, Secretary. Let's get it. So how many, let's 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 close this out. Right. I think we talked about SEO enough. There's a couple of. SEO? <laughs> I always did. I, I already did. I almost did that earlier. I'm working on a lot of What's up? Police. What's up? Police.
What's going on? What's up? So, what's the total bet number we've got there? How much money's out there right now? <laughs> Holy I, crap. That, that would take me a while to count. Ooh. Okay, so let's talk, let's talk about without going back to roller skate, uh, Nikki. Terry. What is the last, Terry? What's the last thing that you're going to um, see before you uh, get married? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> when you get married, what's the last thought as a single man that's going to go through your head? I don't know. Come on. Think. Come on. Let's think ahead here. Let's try and foreshadow. I don't want to think that far ahead. Why are you putting me into situations that I don't want to be in? <laughs> I thought Hopefully she's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Our relationship's a little rocky right now. Let's, let's not go there. <laughs> Why are you putting me in positions that I don't want to be in? Because you've been putting her in positions she hasn't wanted to be in for months and months and months. And they're actually getting a little more aggressive lately. <laughs> That's true. It's like uh, it's like uh, Charlie Casserly. Did you see the interview that he had? They were on live TV on NFL Network, and I forget the other guy's name. Good dude. He's always in the show. He's, By the way, Charlie Casserly. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before hold you get into it, I have to interrupt you. Charlie Casserly, by the way, does have the most... If you talk about guys that get arrested that are for perverse acts, sexual acts, whatever... That haircut that's on Charlie, or the hair piece that he's wearing, yeah. that's on every sexual predator that's out there. Go ahead, Charlie Castley. That's what I got cut off for? Uh, <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> so, God bless you. I've done worse. Um, <laughs> the truth is, he got cornered in, and he's like, we didn't talk about this in the pre-show. What, why are you asking you questions we didn't prepare for? And, then, and he's like, start over, start over, re, re, reshoot. And like, we're on live. We're live right now, buddy. This is live TV. He's like, oh, we should have we covered that before. He's like totally yelling at the guy. Check it out on YouTube. It's friggin' hilarious. Castle thinks it's like a segment they're going to cut together. It's totally live. And he's being a 70-year-old grumpy man. It's awesome. That's great. Where are the numbers? The Come best on, of, Treasurer. Oh, if you guys ever want to go back, four hundred bones total. Four. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, hundred. Nice. He's probably more like two hundred me, <laughs> and I'm gonna lose it all. Two hundred, one eighty maybe, <laughs> like a hundred, and then this guy. <laughs> no, I, I have like I, on one on one. I have eighty dollars on one or sixty dollars on one bet with you guys. All three of you taking in on it. Because oh, okay. yeah, I understand what you're saying. Right. So there's. Never there's, there's, that. there's more than four hundred dollars bet. There's yeah. sub layers. I mean, there's look, layers to the layers. Here's what I'll say, Pyros. Thanks for listening to us. Sorry if we were having too much fun. Not having a great time giving you the fantasy knowledge. Things we talked about. Please help us out on iTunes. Buy that friggin' draft kit. The thing is ridiculous. Stag party. You are a friggin' machine on that thing. Come on, Pyro Pro is coming down the barrels. It's facebook.com forward slash pyromaniac. I'm going to tell you right now, we are getting about two or three people a day joining us there. That is definitely our most effective spot. We're having a blast there. Always keeping you up to date with our newest pieces, but also doing fun imagery and good conversation. Please join us there. 
Twitter.com forward slash P-Y-R-O-M-A-N, the number one AC. Twitter, we're killing it. We got three or four people hitting it all day. It's like ten times better than it's been ever since we launched this website. Stag Party, thank you for that. OC, thank you for that. Everyone's working really hard. Valverde, hats off. Suits is back in the mix doing some stuff. Awesome. We're about to really start. We've been focusing on our off-season stuff and focusing on this draft kit. Starting next week after the holiday, we are going to be ramping up the content on the free side of things. We're going to try and balance and do great stuff with this Pyro Pro and what we give away for free. It's a work in progress. Work with us. We're passionate about this. We're here to win you your championship. I'm going to tell you right now, 2015 is going to be a remarkable season if you're a fan of Pyro. You are going to be doing awesome with our information. We've hired a full-time developer. We're about to get into a lot of different, different cool things. Our site will get more dynamic. Our site will get better. We're going to be doing apps. We got that Pyro Pro. I'm done talking about it. So fired up about it. It's, it's, it's Memorial Day weekend and all I'm doing all weekend is working on friggin' Pyro and couldn't be happier about it because it's just a big year for us, man. It's a big, big year for us. And we're going to close this thing out. Isley Brothers coming at you just with the same fire and power that you have and the passion that you have, D-Rex. Fight the power. We love you.
commentary. That's not all you want. What else are you on? What else are you on? I'm on fucking crack, yo. 